the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show, and today Bill is not in, so I'm going to take advantage of that and play for you a couple of great gems from previous shows. Enjoy. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. show broadcasting all across central florida this afternoon and what a magnificent reminder you know the world tells us that we are failures and the world likes to insinuate that failure is final but we know we know as christians we know as evangelicals we know that failure is not final and we know that with the lord jesus christ at our side the Holy Spirit uh, indwelling in us to lead, guide, direct, and caution us, that we know that we go forth because the Lord told us to go forth, and if we fall, we get up, and we get up, and we get up, and we get up. You know, that's one of many lessons that our children are not being taught today. If you've never familiarized yourself with all of the resources that can be found uh, that uh, are available there at the Creation Museum, and also the Ark Encounter, especially for those of you who are homeschooling. If you haven't had a chance to look at all the resources that uh, Dr. Ken Ham and uh, his uh, fine group of individuals have created, uh, we're going to talk about one of those today, but I highly recommend it. So this is for all of us, but particularly for parents. Listen in, because uh, Ken Ham is with us. Dr. Ham is with us. He's the CEO and founder of Answers in Genesis and also the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. I've had a chance to go to both on a couple of a loca- a couple of a couple of occasions and I I tell you what if you haven't been to both you need to get that in maybe this summer. But you know Dr. Ham has been talking about all we need to know about our foundations and how to bring up our children just begins and is so much is right there in the book of Genesis. And so now he's got a new book that we want to share with you today. It's um, A Creation to Babel. And this is a work because God's put on his heart the next generation. And so many of the kids out there don't have a real good grasp of who God is, much less his greatness and his authority in our life. And with that, I want to welcome back uh, Dr. Ken Ham to the show this afternoon. Good to have you with us again. Hey, great to be with you, Bill. Well, you've written so much about the creation. You've given us so many visuals there at the creation. 
Museum. You've been able to allow us to walk through a life-size uh, replica of Noah's Ark. And so you, you've spent a genera- you've spent your entire career, I should say, that I know of, speaking about answers in Genesis. So tell us about this new opportunity uh, in this book, Creation to Babel. And this is a commentary for families. Talk about that. Well, you know, Bill, one of the things that I've always wanted to do is to do a verse-by-verse commentary through Genesis 1 to 11 for families. And, you know, when you really look at what's happening today, to to understand why this is so important, I think a lot of churches, a lot of church leaders don't deal with Genesis 1 to 11 or say it doesn't matter. Uh, They feel intimidated by scientists and others and not sure what they should teach. Uh, There's a lot of our leaders, unfortunately, that have compromised Genesis 1 to 11 with evolution and millions of years and say it doesn't really matter. Now, stand back and and think about this for a moment. Here we are, we're in a culture where where, where every day now you're you're seeing uh, topics like gender and gay marriage and racism and we're dealing with uh, all these issues, abortion, and a a lot of the young people are are really being led astray by all of this, and a lot of churches aren't really equipping them how to deal with this. A, A lot of our parents in our home don't know how to deal with it. Here's the thing. For Christians, we need to understand something. Genesis 1 to 11 is the foundation for everything. I mean, it really is. It's the foundation for the rest of the Bible, for all of our doctrine. It's the foundation for our Christian worldview. And if we don't raise up generations on that foundation, uh, we need to be equipping them with answers to the skeptical attacks of the day and so on. But we need to be giving them the foundation. For instance, Genesis 1 to 11 is the foundation for marriage. Uh, That's the origin of marriage. In Matthew 19, in the New Testament, when Jesus was asked about marriage, he referred back to Genesis 1.27 and Genesis 2.24. He basically quotes the text of that history as revealed to us, that God made man in his own image, male and female. That's a foundation for gender right there. We only have two genders of humans because that's what God made. And then for this cause shall a man of his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and there'll be one flesh. Uh, God made Adam from dust and woman from his side. And so Genesis 2.24 is the creation of marriage. God created marriage. So it's a, it's a God-ordained institution, and it's one man and one woman. Genesis 1 to 11 is the foundation for everything, for race. How do you deal with racism? Well... Got to start with the history in Genesis 1 to 11. God made Adam and Eve, or all descendants of Adam and Eve, which means there's only one biological race. And the history in Genesis 1 to 11 with the Tower of Babel uh, explains why there are different people groups, because God gave different languages to split up the population and move them away from each other. Uh, and, and so it goes on. All of our doctrines founded in Genesis 1 to 11. And what we need to be doing is raising up generations who know what they believe. It starts from the Bible. It starts from Genesis 1 to 11. It's the foundation for our thinking. That's where our morality comes from. That's where our worldview comes from. And at the same time, we need to be equipping them with apologetics. In other words, what is the world saying to attack the history in God's Word? And let's give you those answers because there's an incredible attack today on Genesis 1 to 11. And so... 
I wanted to write a commentary that dealt with all of this, uh, 40 years of questions I've had about, you know, the Bible and about uh, creation, about Genesis 1 to 11, and dealing with all the theological issues, the scientific issues, but putting it in a way so families could sit down together and fathers as the spiritual head to help them be the spiritual head as they should be, to read through this with their families and teach them the foundation. And we need to have that foundation foundation and so it has a devotional aspect an apologetics aspect and it's easy to understand yet I deal with all these difficult issues so that we can lay that foundation in our family so they know what what why they believe in right and wrong they know what marriage is all about they know why they wear clothes because God gave clothes because of sin and that was all part of the setup of the sacrificial system pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ the promise of the Savior back there in Genesis they need to know why they're sinners, why they need to trust in, in uh, Christ for salvation. Uh, they need to know why marriage is a man and a woman. God gives us the foundation for our thinking right there in those first 11 chapters. So there you are. There's my succinct summary of it. All right. If you're just joining us, uh, the book I'm recommending this afternoon, and you ought to see this. I'm going to ask Dr. Ham in a minute to, to describe it to us because uh, a picture, a dad uh, and a mom sitting down with their children or just a dad or just a mom if it's a single household. And you have an opportunity to go foundational step by step from Genesis 1 to 11. And this is, uh, well, I'll tell you what I've got. It, it, it's a full color devotional style uh, book, uh, easily easily led by uh, the moms and dads, but it's so important. And uh, to find out more about this, uh, but to get your copy, of course, the name of the book that we're talking about this afternoon is Creation to Babel. So those of you who have your smartphone, Creation to Babel, a family commentary by Dr. Ken Ham. And you can also find out more about all the resources uh, right now by going to creationmuseum.org, creationmuseum.org, and you can find out about uh, not only that, but um, the Ark Encounter, and of course, uh, all of the educational books found in the library available for you to use as resources there in Answers in Genesis. So, you have uh, uh, your books through the years have been just wonderfully either illustrated or the photographs, especially when we look at a lot of the um, the, the universe and the astronomy and those type of uh, illustrations. Talk, to, explain to our audience how this book is laid out with some of those full color uh, illustrations, so people can get an idea before they get a chance to see it themselves. Well, one of the things uh, we we understand is, you know, the old saying, a picture is worth a thousand uh, words. And I always like to use illustrations. And th- there's another aspect to the illustrations. The illustrations themselves are not just there for decoration. They're actually there for teaching. Um, for instance, uh, when you look at uh, Adam and Eve, uh, they're middle brown. They're not so-called Caucasian white. Uh, and that's because uh, you know, everybody has the same skin in color, just different shades, and it makes sense genetically that Adam and Eve had genes for a, for a, a middle brown skin shade, so they're from 
them, you could get people who are darker than them, people that are lighter than them. So even just the illustration of Adam and Eve, there's a reason for that. When you look at uh, the Garden of Eden, look at animals in the Garden of Eden. Um, for instance, uh, I, I have uh, one of the pictures that shows uh, animals that really they represent the giraffe kind. In other words, uh, you see animals there that aren't species that we have today that are descended from the land animals that got on Noah's Ark. Um, the, 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 the species came from the kinds that God created. So we have kinds in the Garden of Eden. That's very important because a lot of children's books um, have, you know, there are domestic varieties of dogs and Holstein cows, you know, poodles and so on in the Garden of Eden. But no, it's important to understand God made the original kind and two of each kind got on board Noah's Ark. They came off the Ark and formed the different species of dogs or the different species of, of giraffes, different species of cats or cows uh, that we have today so that kids don't get led astray by the secularists who say, oh, um, God didn't make all the animals we see today because we've seen them change over the years. Well, of course we've seen them change. Um, they've changed because of all the information God put in our DNA to start with. And, you know, when you look at the picture of Noah's Ark, it's not a bathtub ark with giraffes sticking out the mm. chimney about to sink at any moment, you know, like a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of children's books have. So even all the illustrations that I have here, it makes the book look attractive, but all the illustrations, we were very careful which illustrations we put in and how we put them in there because there's teaching in the illustrations themselves. And, you know, it's very important because uh, I remember that I was introduced by this awareness, oh, years and years and years ago by Dr. Ham, and especially uh, what caught my imagination was uh, how the ark is portrayed in so many of the uh, the kiddo, what I call the kiddo section with the, the cribs and everything at church. And so uh, as you understand, uh, my next question, and that is we, we just sort of form our own thoughts. And, in fact, there's a quote by Dr. Dr. Ham, Ham that says that we must not let God's we must let God's word speak to us and not impose our beliefs on God's word. Boy, that's tough to do, Dr. Ham, because uh, many of us kind of do that every now and then all the way along. But you've told us and taught us very early on that we have to be very accurate with the kids. And when we use these accurate illustrations with the proper background to help parents to be able to share why it's accurate, those those pictures, those thoughts do speak more than words, but they also catch hold. Check out the book and uh, get a copy of it and look how educational and on point uh, when you look at uh, how beautifully that it's uh, laid out, the color uh, illustrations. The book is called Creation to Babel, a family commentary. We'll have a chance to talk with Dr. Ham in the future about more of these great resources. But again, that website is creationmuseum.org. Dr. Ham, we're all out, of, all out of time, but thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks, Phil. God bless you, my friend. We'll be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer and, more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. Care Team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The Care Team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. 
pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, care team is adding to their team. Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com. Think the government is spying on you? Wait until you learn the entire truth from Swiss America, the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. Let's just say you might want to think twice before making a bank withdrawal these days because somebody could be watching. It's true. Let Swiss America educate you about how banks are required to spy on us for the government and report any behavior they deem suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read the secret war on cash from Swiss America, which is really a war against all freedom-loving Americans. It's free to Salem listeners. Get your free copy of The Secret War on Cash by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This war includes digital currencies, too, so please get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-630-1495. 800-630-1495. Message and data rates may apply. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. And yes, we are seeing the victory. We're living the victory. We just have to recognize the victory when it's right before us. Hey, welcome back. I'm Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show here on Salem Radio. Well, here we go again. I keep trying to find a solution for how in the world do we as parents keep up with our very smart and 10 steps ahead of us children when it comes to the digital age. We have with us this afternoon Molly DeFrank, and she is author of the book Digital Detox, the two-week tech reset for kids. And uh, she is the founder of the online Digital Detox. And indeed, she helps uh, free families from addictions. Yes, these devices are addicting. She has a degree in international relations and worked as a press age for former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. And these days, she's a stay-at-home mom and a foster mom to six kids. Thank you very much, Molly, for that. Ages 12 and under. And with that, hey, it is great to have you with us, Molly DeFrank. Good to, uh, good to hear from you. Hey, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. Give me some encouragement because here's my scenario, and we'll, we'll get right into, you know, why parents should get involved doing this. But I've got a teenager, sophomore in high school, and the more we try and limit it, the tougher it gets. And we do take the phone away, but it's almost like after 24 hours, I mean, it's just getting really rough. And so I'm trying to figure out how I could take a phone away from a teenager for two full weeks and live to tell about it. I hear you, Bill. You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) This is a huge struggle for parents today. So what you're saying is so common. Um, Seven in ten parents actually say that they're afraid their kids' devices are turning them into Internet zombies. So if your listener is struggling with this issue, they are not alone. Um, And you, you don't even have to go very far to find an expert telling you it's a problem. Neurologists, therapists, ER doctors. Uh, teachers, principals, all of these experts are telling us 
that too much technology is harming our kids. But parents already know that because parents are also the experts when it comes to their kids. And they see the problem every day in the living room, in the car ride. What parents want to know is what is the solution? And that's exactly why I wrote Digital Detox because we found a way through it. When I go out, I see, and even I, I mean, I'm like, shake my head. I see kids, little kids in strollers, and the onboard babysitter is the digital phone or a screen. And it goes all the way up. You know, I know parents are busy. I know we're now with the scourge. You have the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom. Some of our families have not gone that route. But when parents think that they're overloaded already and and then you see what's happening in the public, tell us this is really, really more of an epidemic than I think people want to admit because and parents are co-conspirators. Yeah, well, and you know, to be fair, families have been put into these really difficult positions over the last couple years um, with with all kinds of rules and regulations, people being forced to work from home and daycares being shut down and all of these things. And as a result, kids' screen time has just skyrocketed through the roof. And and parents now, are they need to get stuff done. They have to do their appointments or their work, and they're handing over another device. And so parents are afraid to do anything drastic because they think they're banishing the electronic babysitter but fortunately what awaits them on the other side is freedom from this dependence on the technology and there's actually science to support this so what we found out was that when we pulled the plug um, we couldn't believe it it was like we removed a filter from our kids they suddenly started developing these new interests in real life activities and using their imaginations and it wasn't until later I was researching for the book and I realized the reason why it works the way it does is because you're resetting your kids dopamine levels in their brains so their devices that they're tapping that you're seeing them tap and play on in the restaurant those devices are engineered to release excessive amounts of dopamine that feel-good chemical in the brain and the, the quantity cannot compete with real life so our kids are getting addicted to these technologies and when you turn off the device and your child throws a fit it's because they're having a dopamine crash you're watching it in real time so when you detox your kids from their devices what you're really doing them is doing for them is you're giving a two-week window to bring those dopamine levels back down to normal real-life levels and help them reawaken a love of the things that are right in the comfort of your own home, the, the books, the games, going outside and playing all those things that kept us entertained when we were kids. Um, the problem isn't lack of avail- availability for our kids. It's lack of interest. And when you do the detox, you're allowing them the space to redevelop those interests. If you're just joining us, we are talking about uh, Digital Detox, a two-week tech reset button for your kids. And the author of the book is Molly DeFrank, who's joining us this afternoon. You know, and and your book really reemphasizes the fact that, uh, folks, if you think you're just going to pull devices and have nothing different going on in your house, which means you just pull the devices and the kids have nothing to do, Talk about the fact, uh, Molly, that parents have to be proactive and have a plan in place to substitute. And my audience hears all the time, 
I, I'm a, I love history. I, I do a lot of book interviews. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books in addition to my digital use. And I've been telling folks, you know, make sure you get back to having a book that you're reading at least for 30 minutes a day. But the bottom line, Molly, parents have to have a game plan of substituting some of these, what we would call the old-fashioned family activities. You've got to have a plan in place to take care of that void before you just cut them off cold turkey, right? You're exactly right, and that's exactly what the first half of the book is about. It it walks parents through very practically how to run a digital detox, and what we found is that successful detoxes have four things in common, and I break this all down in the book, but first of all, it's two weeks cold turkey, so you're removing all digital entertainment, okay? Not even television, no tablets, none of it. All of it is off the table, Um, and that goes back to the dopamine we were talking about, so in order to get that window, you need to take it all away. Okay, the second thing is you're going to notice your kids like never before so at the same time you're removing that passive numbing out filter for your kids you're watching them what are their skills where how are they wired where do they play a little longer what kind of questions are they asking you're going to feed those healthy interests that they are are god-given um and then d um, i break it down like undo undo the tech trance so the third thing is um develop a list of screen free fun you're going to sit with your kids and you're going to brainstorm with them and part of that is so you can stick that on the fridge and point your kids to that if they complain of boredom but the the bigger part of helping them develop this list is to show them that they can negotiate their own boredom. They don't need to rely on passive entertainment. They have everything they need inside their brain in this beautiful world we get to live in and they can find things to do based on what they have right in front of them. And then the last thing, the fourth thing is open the books. I believe through experience and through helping other families, you can help create a reader out of any child. And just like what you were saying, that reading, that's this golden ticket to helping our kids thrive and succeed in this world. I'm not talking about reading as an assignment, but reading for pleasure. You can really use this window to develop a love of reading in your kids. And I have a couple chapters on this in the book. It tells you exactly how, including book lists. And the bottom line is, you know, a lot of parents are afraid to start because they think that they're going to need to be like a camp counselor or a very crafty type Pinterest person. And that's not at all the case. That's not how I am either. And, you know, it's really just removing the filter and then helping your kids, helping with that gentle parental nudge towards how they're already wired. Um, And it's really a reawakening of what's already inside them. Get her book right now, Digital Detox, the two-week tech reset for kids. Molly, great job. I got a hard stop coming up. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks so much. We'll be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. W-282-CI Tampa, W-271-CY Lakeland, W-262-CP Bayonet Point. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Louisiana Republican Steve Scalise has ended his bid to become House Speaker after failing to secure the votes to win the gavel. Republicans are meeting behind closed doors to come up with a replacement candidate. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has told Israeli leaders during his visit that the U.S. has their back in the first week of their war against the militant Hamas group. Austin met with Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and its Defense Minister and War Cabinet. A Philadelphia police officer shot and killed, and a second officer wounded. That's after they confronted people breaking into a car at Philadelphia International Airport. The Dow is ahead 14 points, but the Nasdaq down 171. 
This is SRN News. Are you looking for a Christian college where you can deepen your faith without breaking the budget? Check out Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson, Florida. Our accredited courses feature top professors and Bible teachers who will challenge you to build a solid biblical foundation. Our Florida campus offers a vibrant atmosphere where you can experience life in an encouraging Christian community. Plus, the practical ministry training allows you to apply biblical truth beyond the walls of the classroom. With scholarships and transfer opportunities through the nation's top colleges, you can save thousands on your degree just by spending a year at Word of Life Bible Institute. Join us in Hudson, Florida to deepen your relationship with God like never before. Apply today at wol.to slash apply. That's wol.to slash apply. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. They do not give up until you pay. They put a lien on my house. How about you? Do you owe back taxes? Call Tax Solutions now and get some help. For a limited time, the IRS offers a tax forgiveness program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Our team can make it easier for you to pay back taxes, avoid tax liens, and get a fresh start. Sometimes you just need a second chance. I call Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. At Tax Solutions Now, our affiliates are all accredited by the Better Business Bureau and members of the National Association of Tax Professionals. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Time is running out. Call Tax Solutions now. Call 800-355-3469. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-460-2890-800-460-2890-800-460-2890. That's 800-460-2890. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Bill Bunkley here. You know, sometimes it seems like life is so difficult. We search for ways just to exist, much less to overcome. But my next guest has such an inspiring story. And it's a story that can be your story. It can be a story for all of us. 
But I want to tell you what, when I first uh, heard about um, the story for Peter Mutabazi, it really, it really captured my heart. And today we're going to talk about his book, Now I Am Known, How a Street Kid Turned Foster Dad Found Acceptance in Truth. And I just want to share that uh, my guest today, well, after quite a road in his life, he's now an entrepreneur. He's an international advocate for children. He's the founder of Now I Am Known. That's a corporation that supplies resources to both encourage and affirm children. He's a single dad. He's a foster dad. He's a former street kid who has worked for World Vision, Compassion International, as well as the Red Cross. He's been on many media outlets, and uh, I was introduced to him from our friends at CBN. And with that, Peter Motobazzi, good to have you with us this afternoon. Well, thank you for having me here. What, what, what an introduction. Well, I'll tell you what, give honor to whom honor is due. Um, I want to jump right in because we have limited time and we're only going to scratch the surface. But take us all the way back, all the way back to Africa. Your story begins, and it's kind of a painful story for us to be able to witness. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your history of growing up. Absolutely. You know, I think the readers of my book are going to enjoy more of the details, but I'll give a little preface for sure. Well, I grew up in a home where life was miserable in every way, shape, form. Grew up in a place where no one ever told me to dream. Grew up in a place where I had to go fetch water, you know, like three miles away, just twice a day. And there was never time to be a kid, you know, grew up in a home where my mother could not feed us a day. You know, it's hard for, if a mom can't feed you for a day, you know, how does she tell you to dream? You know, how does she tell you there's a future for you? So that was really my life. And I didn't also have a name until when I was two years. The reason is because for every 100 children were born, 50 or 60 would die before the age of two. So mm-hmm. my mom waited until when I made it two, and she made me a gift given to me by God. And so that was my background where everyone was poor in our, in, in our community. And then at the age of four, you know, I began to realize that my dad was different from other dads. You know, that I noticed other dads were kind or talked to their kids. My dad was mean. I never had any kind word from him. All I had was, Peter, you are garbage. You never mount anything. And I wish you were never born so I did not have to feed you. So that's what I had. So for me, had you told me to dream, I would have thought, well, I would rather end my life today than face it to tomorrow because tomorrow will be harder than what is today. So, well, at the age of 10, I thought, look, I know my father is going to kill me, but why give him the joy? So I went to the bus station and I asked the lady, hey, of all these buses, which goes the farthest? And mm. I got on that bus and I ran away. You get on a bus... You find out you're just going to go to the farthest place you can to get away from your father to maybe survive and live. When that bus arrived and you stepped off, you looked around. What were you seeing? What were you thinking? You know, I've never been 20 miles away from my village, you know, so here I was 500 kilometers away. You know, I ended up in Kampala. They spoke a different language. I had never been to a city. So for me, it was a little bit confusing, you know. But also my running away was more of I'd rather, you know, someone else, you know, would rather end my life than my own father. So it's not like I was looking for a better life. I was kind of like, look, if it's going to happen, you know, let it happen, but not in my hands, in the hands of my father. 
So I was confused, you know, but I stayed on the bus and finally I saw one little small kid who came towards me. He was cleaning the bus and said, hey, you want to join us? I was like, sure, you know, and that became my family for five years where I became a street kid. You know, yes, life was a hundred times worse than my home, but it was different. You know, I was being abused by not my relatives or my father. These were strangers. You know, I lived in a sewer. We ate from the garbage. Yeah, everyone called us garbage boys or we didn't have names. We were just, you know, rubbish in some way. But there was a little joy to it. I had a group. I had a family that knew me because they were coming from the same place as well. You know, and other street kids became my family where life was, you know, miserable for sure. I never dreamed to have a day, but at least to have an hour, you know. Literally, my life was on an hourly basis that, that became my everyday journey. You know, every every one of us is seeking happiness. And those of us that understand the Lord a little bit further, we know that joy is what we're really seeking. But because of the abuse and trauma that you came from, so much that you had to run as far away as you could, and to take on this extra difficult lifestyle as a kid. But yet, you write about kindness, and you were surprised when people were kind to you. Talk about that. Correct, yes. You know, as three kids, we learn how to work hard, how to earn the right to be on the street, and that was really helping people. Yes, they used us. Yes, they abused us. But it was easier to steal while you're helping than just being idle. So that became my life. And, you know, some were kind to us, some were abusive. And one day I met this gentleman, you know, uh, he was wearing khakis and wearing glasses. So to me, it was like, well, he can afford food. I'm going to take food from him. So I followed him. And as soon as he bought food, I was like, hey, can I carry your stuff? I was, I mean, I was like, it was already in my hands. And he's like, mm-hmm. no. You know, and he said, hey, what's your name? I said, my name is Peter. And for the very first time, you know, no one had ever asked me my name for five years. And he's a stranger who said, hey. What is your name? And so he fed me for one year and a half. And, and one day he said, hey, if you have an opportunity to go to school, would you love to go to school? And I'm like, wait, me? Me, a garbage boy? Me, a street boy? Me, for a good for nothing boy? Me, a smelling feet? Me? You want to take me to school? Well, the journey began there for sure. Hmm. Folks, you got to get your copy. We're talking with Peter Matabese, he's written a book, Now I Am Known, How a Street Kid Turned Foster Dad Found Acceptance and True Worth. And uh, this is a story that will grip you. It's a story that uh, will um, encourage you, no matter what situation that you're in, uh, to tap into uh, not only Peter's story. It isn't all great. It isn't all bad. But it is a story of overcoming so many high mountains and obstacles, and uh, great wisdom for all of us in this volume. Well, at the same time, and now, you know, to, to me, it's God's now arranged for you to have someone care for you and for you to be able to go to, uh, to school. But at the same time, you're going to school. You've also had to deal with people who, well, some, some of it was, was hate that was involved, but also you were missing something even though you were in school. Talk about that. 
Right. So, you know, once he took me to school, of course, you know, I, I you know, he promised there'll be food. That's what I went for. I went for food because I had never had enough food. But once I got there, I realized that, well, there was more in life than just food. You know, of course, I got to know people. I got to see uh, the kindness of others and the teachers, especially, that they believed in me even when I was failing. And that really changed my life. And then he introduced me to his home. So now I began to see what a family looks like, what a dad looks like. You know, so I finished high school. What I'm waiting for, for high school, to go to university. That's when I got a job to go to work in Rwanda. And this was during the genocide in Rwanda. And I saw what mm. happened, you know. And I think, for me, I had hated my dad so much. So as I was watching what was happening in Rwanda, I thought, how could people do this to others? But then the other fingers were pointing at myself, like, you know, the hatred I had towards my dad, I was capable of doing the same. And that's when I was like, man, I need to know Christ my Lord and Savior. I need to give my life. And that's really how I became a believer, because I thought I was going to die, but also I didn't want to die holding on the anger towards my father. And that's what changed my life. In the midst of, you know, uh, thinking I was going to die, really actually is how God rescued me and preserved me. And from then I said, you know what? I truly want to advocate for the most vulnerable. I want to tell my story that there's hope when we show kindness to others. Uh, and that's what I became. And folks, so many of you share that um, difficult situation with your dad. And uh, maybe you still haven't uh, taken that step of uh, not letting that pass, that relationship, possibly the abuse. You know, so often it, we allow that to affect our future. And, uh, you know, Peter didn't like that, didn't allow that to happen. And that's what's so important that uh, is a milestone in this book. Now, we're only touching a couple of uh, the mountain tips because there's so much in this book. But, of course, we want you to, uh, to buy this book to find out more. I'm talking about uh, Now I Am Known, How a Street Kid Turned Foster Dad. Uh, found acceptance and true worth. Peter Motobese is my guest this afternoon. So we only got a few minutes left. So how do we transition university, ending up in North Carolina, and today you're a foster dad? Give us some high points about that. We got about three minutes left. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, I, I went to school in Uganda. I went to university, and then I got a scholarship to go study in England. And then I got a scholarship to come and study in the U.S. So that's how I came to the U.S. And, and of course, once I got here, I really struggled understanding love. Like, wait a minute. How come other people have so much food to throw away? Because I had come from a world where there was mm. no food. So watching how much food was thrown away here in the U.S., I said, Man, God must love us differently, you know? But but again, through that, I got to know about Foskey, and I was like, wait a minute. Those are my people. These kids, I would understand them. These kids, because I went through the same trauma as a kid, and I think I can make an impact there. But I was single, so I didn't know they would allow single men to be foster parents, you know? I had traveled over the world, too. I had never seen a black person who was adapting in my country or in Ethiopia or in China. Mm -hmm. You know, they were always white, Caucasian, so I thought, there's no way they could allow me. You know, sometimes when we believe a lie, you know, or when we don't see the representation of what we look like, we think, maybe that's not for me. But for me, once I got to know about Foursquare, I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go in and ask if I can be a mentor. At least they, they might allow me. So that's when I went in and asked the first worker. I said, hey, I would like to be a mentor to teenagers. Any way I could do it, they're like, hey, have you ever thought of being a foster dad? I was like, 
no, I don't think I qualify. I'm single. And the first one said, no, you can't do it. And then that day I signed up, and, and it's been the greatest decision I made. You know, I've had 28 kids uh, so far and have adopted one, and I'm in the process of adopting the other three. But little did I know, you know, as a man that I can truly change a life, you know, as a kid who had gone through the most difficult part, that I can use that to change life for others, you know. Uh, my my family has really taught me so much about David's life. You know, when his brothers found him, they said, hey, for what you meant for evil, God has used it for yeah. good. But I wanted to use my story for good. I wanted to use my background for good. And I didn't want it to ruin my future because I knew I, I can use it to benefit myself, but Amen. those around me as well. Amen. What I want to tell you, add on top of that, that uh, Peter is not only a foster dad, going to be adopting these kids. Uh, he's a, a single foster dad, interracial situation. What a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for that, for you to just learn. And there's so many gems in this book. So I want to recommend you get this book, Now I'm Known, How a Street Kid Turned Foster Dad Found Acceptance and Truth. Peter Montabese is my guest this afternoon. Peter, thank you so much, my friend. And, you know, we wish you all of God's blessings. Thank you so much. And thank you for being a voice for the next sure every child is seen, heard, and known. So thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000, with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. This This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Bill Bunkley here. Attention all pastors. I'm inviting you to attend our 20th annual Faith Talk Pastors Appreciation Day and Ministry Expo on Wednesday, October the 25th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
That's right. This year, we'll be celebrating 20 years of honoring you, Pastor. This year's keynote speaker is Dr. Ken Witten. And Ken Witten led Iowa Baptist Church as senior pastor for the past 33 years. And I got to tell you, as a personal friend to my family, those of you that know him, you'll want to come and to hear him share. Plus, you'll have a chance to win great prizes, including diamonds and a cruise, and you can take part in our pastor's forums where you can share ideas and solutions for items that impact your church. Admission is free, but you must RSVP in advance to secure your seat. So, pastors, register today at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com, and I hope to see you there. Join the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society to help light the night and bring hope. Light the Night is a nationwide event that brings communities together to honor, remember, and celebrate those who've been afflicted by blood cancers. Join us on November 17th at Julian B. Lane Riverfront Park. Just visit lightthenight.org or text one word, CureTampa, to 39999 to support the global fight to end cancer. That's CureTampa as one word to 39999. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Be the light that cures cancer. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 9.30 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other green thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com. Listen to Janae's Tropicals Saturdays at 9.30 and again at 5.30 on Faith Talk Tampa following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. This final segment of the first hour of our three-hour briefing this afternoon. And guess what? We are delighted because, uh, well, my guest, Peter Matabese, is still with us. He's written a book, Now I Am Known, How a Street Kid Turned Foster Dad Found Acceptance and True Worth. And not only is this is a wonderful book, to, especially for those of you who are uh, have been facing challenges, and maybe you're not so sure about yourself and your journey. But I'll tell you what, this would be a great inspiration and some great truths. But I want to bring uh, Peter back just for a few moments because I want to talk about his organization. Now, his organization is also called by the name Now I Am Known. So, Peter, sorry for uh, uh, for uh, kind of throwing you a little curveball right here, but I want to bring you back because I wanted my audience to hear what is your organization? How does your organization reach out? And uh, how folks can maybe get plugged in with you? 
Yes. Oh, well, thank you for asking. Well, my organization is called Now I'm Known. You know, he made me known. No one knew who I was, but he made me known. And, it's made, you know, it's my mission to do the same, to make others known. And so my organization is really, I help foster families, you know, those who they want to foster, but they need a bed. You know, I can provide them for a bed or a mattress. Or our aging out kids, you know, sometimes they end up being homeless or having nowhere to go. Mm. So if I can provide, if they have a room and I can provide for them bedding, that, that really is, uh, is the greatest way I can really send off or give them a little glimpse, like, it's going to be okay. Uh, and then the other part is I get to really travel and speak on, on behalf of our kids. You know, some, some uh, foster agencies don't have enough funds, but if I can be there to inspire them, their foster parents or inspire their kids, you know, that will go a, a little farther away. So that's really why I have now I'm known to truly use it so I can inspire others, but also come alongside those who I need and help, especially, you know, the 18 to 21 that are aging out, that have nowhere to go, that if we can give them resources to help them, you know, navigate what's their next future uh, means that the world to me. So that's really what I do uh, as well. And I use my social media as well to really show people, hey, you're a dad there, or you always wanted to be a dad. Hey, you know, step in. Being a dad to someone will mean so much to, 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 to the world. I've had 28 kids. No one had ever asked, hey, can mm. I have a mom? No. They've always wanted a dad because we have very, very few dads in the lives of our kids in the foster care. So if I can inspire one, that will mean the world to me and to that child as well. Now, by the way, you can go to the website right now, nowiamknown.com, nowiamknown.com for more. And I want to tell you that, you know, that I've encouraged every church to get behind maybe a foster care family, adoptive family, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, maybe maybe if your church wants to kick that off in a big way, I know maybe you could get in contact with Peter Matabese and talk about maybe coming and being a keynote speaker. Last but not least, you've only got about a minute and a half, two minutes left, and the top of the hour comes up. But, Peter, uh, I look at the picture of your face on the front of your book, now that I'm known, and uh, one of your boys is holding on to you. Uh, talk about that. You got a dad that wasn't good to you. You've let that go. Has that helped you to be the kind of dad that these kids need today? Absolutely. One, a stranger who did not know me was able to teach me what a father ought to be and to love me unconditionally. And I think for me as a dad, as a, a dad who didn't have the really opportunity to have a good dad, it's easy to know what my needs, what my kids' needs are because I knew what I wanted and I never saw. But also where I lost hope and where I gained hope that I can use my experience to encourage my kids. You know, it's easy to see. You know, most people, we don't, we don't want to look at their behaviors and say they're bad kids. No, that behavior is coming from somewhere. And if we can intervene in that way it's coming from, then we really get to love them unconditionally and give them the best future they, they can. And that's what someone did for me. He didn't see a thief. He didn't see a, uh, you know, he just saw a kid that had a potential. And he believed in that. And someone can do the same for our kids as well. We know, Peter Matabese, we have kindred spirits. I didn't mention this earlier, but my audience knows that uh, Mrs. Bunk and I are both foster parents, and we, too, adopted out of the foster care system here in the Tampa Bay area in Florida. And so uh, I can just tell you that as I've read and uh, considered your story, it really has been heartwarming. And, yes, you were known by God way back in in the those situations in Africa 
now the rest of us get a chance to know you. And yes, you are known because the, the Holy Spirit led you to a platform. Thank you so much for being with us today. Give a hug to those kids from all of us here. And thank you so much for spending a part of your life with us this afternoon. And thank you for having me. Blessings. God bless you. Get the book, Now I'm Known, by Peter Matabese, and also go to his website, nowthatimamknown.com, nowthatimamknown.com. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. My name is William Yank. I'm a 23-year-old, three-time leukemia survivor. Leukemia Lymphoma Society was this unforeseen blessing for me because I wouldn't have been able to get CAR T-cell therapy. Ways that I advocate for cancer is probably mostly through my podcast and my Instagram or TikTok. It's so vitally important that we have the Leukemia Lymphoma Society on our side. To give or get help, visit LLS.org. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. It was an opportunity for me to put everything I was as a person into work. They have so much to offer, and they need to be respected and taken care of and listened to. Being an ombudsman gives me that opportunity to pay it forward. For more information, go to ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. That's ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. The Crucified Message. Only God can make us holy. We cannot do it on our own. Some people will change when they see the light. Others change only when they feel the heat. Don't wait for the heat of the lake of fire before you try to change. It's too late then. Jesus says he's the light of the world. The Crucified Message, Sundays at 7.30 and again at 6.30 on Faith Talk Tampa. WTBN Pinellas Park, WTWD Plant City, WLCC Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa, online at letstalkfaith.com. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu vowed in a nationally televised address to destroy Hamas as the army prepares for an expected ground invasion of the Gaza Strip. Palestinians began a mass exodus from northern Gaza after Israel's military told some one million people to evacuate toward the southern part of the territory. GOP Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska is a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee and spoke this week with the Salem Radio Network about the Hamas attack. What we just saw was um, not just evil, but purposely going after civilians, purposely targeting innocent grandmothers and babies. That was the whole point. That was their strategy. Senator Sullivan says, by contrast, all Western democracies and Israel make a concerted effort to avoid civilian casualties, something made harder by the fact Muslim extremists deliberately take up positions near civilians to use them as human shields. Also at SRNews.com, UAW President Sean Fain says the auto strike won't expand today. Today we're not announcing expansion of our strike, but we are prepared at any time, to call on more locals to stand up and walk out. Until this week, the union had been announcing additional striking factories on Fridays. Bain also says there's a new approach to the strikes. We will be calling out plants when we need to, where we need to, with little notice. He said the union's still bargaining hard with General Motors and Jeep makers Stellantis. He criticized Ford 
which has said it reached the limit of how much money it will spend to settle the strike. The Dow is down nine points, the Nasdaq losing 172 points. This is SRN News. If you are 60, may be the worst one yet to retire in. That's why you need the most current retirement information. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson has been helping investors stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. Now, more than ever, you need to subscribe to Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. Bob makes sure his Retirement Watch readers are getting independent advice on all aspects of retirement. It's advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get 12 months of the newsletter. You'll also get five model portfolios, plus you'll get immediate access to the Retirement Watch private website with tons of special reports. You'll also get an online spending calculator to help you deal with inflation, plus exclusive conference calls with Bob Carlson, answering your retirement questions live, all for as little as $49.95. Try it for 30 days, and if you're not satisfied, cancel and we'll refund your money. Sound fair? Sign up today at retirementelders.com. Retirementelders.com. That's retirementelders.com. The Southern Baptist Convention condemns the attack on Israel. In a letter signed by numerous evangelical leaders, the SBC says, quote, We, the undersigned, unequivocally condemn the violence against the vulnerable, fully support Israel's right and duty to defend itself against further attack, and urgently call all Christians to pray for the salvation and peace of the people of Israel and Palestine. They are calling on the Biden administration and all U.S. policymakers to take terrorism seriously. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Religious charities in San Diego say they're being overwhelmed by illegal immigrants as U.S. Customs and Border Protection releases them directly into the city. Government shelters are full. Local churches and ministries say they can't take up the slack. Catholic charities of San Diego recently have capacity at the two hotels where it houses illegal immigrants to about 800 people because the agency is running short of money. This is SRN News. Hi, my name is Fernando Cespedes with Family Focus Insurance Solutions. Are you disappointed with your health insurance plan? Do you have Medicare or are you new to Medicare? Are all the options confusing? Then please give us a call at 813-533-3000. At Family Focus Insurance Solutions, we have been assisting our Florida neighbors for years. Our certified staff can meet with you and provide clear guidance with sincere respect. Call Family Focus Insurance to date at 813-533-3000. You need to repent of your sin, turn from whatever you know is wrong, and trust Christ. Not tr- not Christ and religion, not Christ and church, not Christ and, and good deeds, but Christ and His atoning death alone. Nothing else. And the Bible says that Christ will establish a relationship with you that will involve forgiving your sins and taking you to heaven. Verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Weekday mornings at 6 here on Faith Talk Tampa. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. And today Bill is not in, so I'm going to take advantage of that and play for you a couple of great gems from previous shows. Enjoy. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Yeah. 
And we're back. Bill Bunkley here, your host of the Bill Bunkley Show here on Salem Radio as we're broadcasting all across a beautiful day, all across Central Florida this afternoon. And I want to uh, I want to tell you about something very important. The next few minutes could change your life. I have a question for you. Do you know what might be the most one of the most important 18 minutes out of the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that is recorded in our holy scriptures? Do you have a hint of what I'm talking about? Well, right now, our good friend is back with us, Dr. Robert Jeffress. And by the way, those of you in the early morning commute, 7.30 every morning right here, Pathway to Victory airs on Fake Talk Tampa. And uh, if you're not usually up that area, I want you to tune into that tomorrow morning. But he's back with us today. He's author of a brand new book, 18 Minutes with Jesus, Straight Talk from the Savior about the things that matter most. And I want to tell you, he's the senior pastor of the 15,000-member historic First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas. Uh, You see him often on Fox News trying to give uh, wisdom and guidance from a Christian worldview to, quite frankly, a lost nation. And his radio program, Pathway to Victory, is heard on more than a 1,000 stations all across the Fruited Plain. And his television program is seen in 195 countries. And I want to tell you, he's written 30 books, including Not All Roads Lead to Heaven, which is one I use on a daily basis. Choosing the Extraordinary Life and now 18 Minutes with uh, Jesus. Dr. Jeffress, it's good to have you back on the Bill Bunkley Show. Great to be with you, Bill, and we've sure been praying for you and the residents of Florida these last few weeks. We feel it, and God's in control, and as you know, what uh, some uh, sources meant for evil, including Satan, God uses it for good, and we're praying for change lives at the time that he's given some a real serious time out, but thank you for praying for us. It, it means a lot. So, wow, this is powerful. We're talking about a particular sermon in the Bible. Let's get right back to it. Which 18 minutes are you referring to? Well, you know, this title, let me be clear. I did not die and go to heaven and spend 18 minutes with Jesus. That's not the kind of book this is. And you know, we we wouldn't find that in your heaven book either, right? (laughs) No, you won't find it there. But, you know, I think a lot of your listeners, uh, Bill, are probably familiar with TED Talks. You know, they're very popular. A TED Talk is a short speech by an expert on a topic of great interest. And the, the key is it can only be 18 minutes long. And I thought, if Jesus were to come back and give a TED Talk, what would he talk about for 18 minutes? And then it hit me. We already have Jesus' TED Talk. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. It can be read in 18 minutes. And even though it's brief, Jesus touches on the things that matter not so much to him, but matter to us. He's straight talk about your money, your sex life, worry, uh, your relationship to your enemies, your eternal destiny. It's a power-packed message that's still relevant for today. And so this really is a fresh look at the Sermon on the Mount for today. You know, there's a lot of interest today. In fact, I was talking about it earlier in our program about going back and just studying the red letters in your Bible and the actual words of Jesus. When you took a fresh look at this 18-minute Sermon on the Mount, uh, it really opened up uh, some new revelation because that happens throughout our lifetime. Talk about that. 
Well, I, I'm going to confess something. Uh, I never preached a series on the Sermon on the Mount for 40-plus years of preaching. And I hate to admit the reason I didn't, but I thought, frankly, it would be too boring to do. I fell into the trap of thinking of Jesus, like many people do, as this little wimpy rabbi who walked around the countryside munching bird seed and saying nice things to people. <laughs> but there's nothing nice about the Sermon on the Mount. Encouraging, yes, nice, no. It is radical righteousness. And uh, I went to a seminary 40-plus years ago that actually said the Sermon on the Mount has no relevance for today. It's the Constitution for the Kingdom of God, how to live in the millennium or in heaven. And I thought, well, if that's true, then why should I bother with it today? And yet, Bill, as I started reading it, I saw it really is for today. I mean, for example, Jesus said if somebody slaps you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. Well, who's going to be slapping one another in the millennium or in heaven? Uh, it says love your enemies. Well, in heaven, evil's vanquished. There's no need to love your enemies. And it came to my understanding that the Sermon on the Mount is not for the hereafter. It's how to live in the here and now in a way that will allow you to experience unwavering joy in this life and unending happiness in the next life. Folks, that's a very familiar voice that you are hearing right now, and that is our great friend, Dr. Robert Jeffress. And, of course, he hosts Pathway to Victory every weekday morning right here at 7.30 a.m. on Fake Talk Tampa. But I am highly recommend, as soon as you can, get your copy of his latest book, 18 Minutes with Jesus, Straight Talk from the Savior about the things that matter most. Focus on the things that matter most. That's very, very important. You know... A lot of Christians, a lot of veteran Christians, unfortunately, we kind of get in some ways. And, oh, we may be out there sharing the Lord, but we start going down this moral checklist. Well, you know what? Jesus actually went down the moral checklist in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, but he didn't do it the way we do it today. Talk about that, because in his love and in his appeal, that's exactly what the world in America needs to hear in the way it needs to hear it today, isn't it? Well, exactly, and and many of your listeners are familiar with some of the things Jesus said in the sermon. He said, you know, it, you're, you've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, anybody who has lust for another person is guilty of adultery. Jesus raises the bar. He raises the standard, not that leads to a life of misery, but a standard that leads to the kind of happiness Jesus uh, wants us to experience. And uh, it's possible, it, it, Bill, it's impossible to live this way without Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's an impossible standard to keep, but what once you become a Christian and you have the indwelling Holy Spirit, it really is possible to live this way now and experience the lasting joy that comes from doing so. You know, we are such a money-hungry society. And I'm talking about my Christian brothers and sisters. Oh, praise the Lord. But you know what? It's, it's all about material things. It's all about having 500 channels. It's all about watching six football games at one time. But you know what? In this pathway to, 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 to sleep two or three hours a night because you got to build all this up for retirement. No trust in Jesus. And one of the things that you share on this topic about money is, you know, Jesus tried to tell us 2,000 years ago, you worry about making your money. And guess what? You can't worry your way to wealth. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's 
interesting that Jesus couples the subject of money with anxiety, and he understood how easy it is to be anxious about money. I mean, those who have a lot of money are worried about losing it. Those who don't have any are worried about not getting it. But Jesus said, uh, you can't you can't worry your way to wealth, as you said. He said, look at the birds of the air. You know, they don't sit up at night fretting over their checkbook, uh, yet God provides for them. How much more will he do for you? Uh, Jesus had some very practical examples. I mean, he said, do not lay up for yourself treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. You know, when you think about it, Bill, there are only three things that can happen to your money, and none of them are very good. You can either uh, lose it, you can have it stolen from you, or you're eventually going to have to leave it all behind. And that's why Jesus said, don't fret about money. Instead, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Hmm. You know, prayer is so important, but some people just don't know how to pray. Talk about how important it is. If you just took this 18-minute Sermon on the Mount and you took these principles that are very well identified, outlined, and uh, you gave your exposition uh, explanation there, talk a little bit about when you begin to pray, but you pray how Jesus wants you to pray. You pray for what he commands us to do, not in a negative, uh, you know, uh, earthly, you know, king, but, but a loving king. Talk about that, because if we want to see blessings and we want to see the Lord working in a greater way, that's where intimacy comes in, right? Well, that's exactly right. And as I close out today, what I would just say is this. When Jesus talks about prayer, he says, don't be like the Gentiles who think they'll be heard by their many words. Uh, I think he had in mind uh, what C.S. Lewis had in mind when he said, when you pray, don't pray what you think should be in your heart. Pray what is actually in your heart. And he gives us that model prayer we call the Lord's Prayer. It's not a mantra that was meant to be repeated. It is a model for how to pray. And Jesus says, yes, pray for God's will to be done. Pray for God's glory to be established, but pray for the things on your heart as well, the daily bread that you need, protection from evil. Uh, You know, I think real faith in praying, Bill, is uh, praying boldly for what's in your heart and then quietly resting in the wisdom of God to answer those prayers according to his will. Folks, you got to get the book. That book right now is available where all fine books are sold, Amazon as well. We're talking about Dr. Robert. Robert Jeffress, who's written the book, Jesus Straight Talk from the Savior, about the things that matter most. Catch his program tomorrow, Pathway to Victory, at 730 in the morning on Faith Talk Tampa. Dr. Robert Jeffress, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much, and uh, hope you have just a blessed day. Thanks so much for having me, Bill. God bless you, my friend. All right, that book, got to get it. 18 Minutes with Jesus, Straight Talk from the Savior, about the things that matter most. And, you know, I was just talking about the fact that even for me, before I was introduced to Dr. Jefferson's new book, this, this, the Holy Spirit's just been, been working on me. And, and, and the, the, you know, I'm always reading two or three books at the same time. And uh, this whole idea, first of all, words matter. And words matter a whole lot if they come from Jesus Christ. And we don't live like Jesus Christ is an evil dictator in our life saying, you will do this, you will do that, you will, 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 you must, you must, you must. He doesn't force us to do anything. But when you turn that corner and you want to love him intimately 
And you want to receive his love back. And as I spoke in the er earlier segment about the fact that the love language of Jesus and of his father, the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if you love me, do my will. So it doesn't take much for me to convey to you, if you're not being blessed right now, have you given yourself an honest assessment to ask the question, in a given day, do I just run through my day and it's all me and I think about, maybe I'll think about God tonight or Jesus tonight when I lay my pillow down? Or are you throttling back all the things of the world? You still want to be as effective as you can where your profession is, where you work, but you work unto the Lord, really. I work here unto the Lord. I'm under authority here of our management at the Florida Ethics Religious Liberty Commission. I work unto the Lord, but there, there's, there's principles that have to be maintained. Give it a shot. Devour and continue to devour what I call all the red letters in the New Testament when you have a red letter Bible with all of the sayings of Jesus. And you do your best to ask the Holy Spirit to bring to mind those words and those concepts as the situation arises that applies to them. And the important thing is, don't delay. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. More of the Bill Bunkley Show right here on Salem Radio, Central Florida. Don't go away. I'll be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. Subscribe to Retirement Watch and you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter, five model portfolios, five free reports covering issues like estate planning and annuities to help you protect your money from the government and grow your nest egg, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at YourRetirementWatch.com, YourRetirementWatch.com. Join the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society to help light the night and bring hope. Light the Night is a nationwide event that brings communities together to honor, remember, and celebrate those who've been afflicted by blood cancers. Join us on November 17th at Julian B. Lane Riverfront Park. Just visit lightthenight.org or text one word, Cure Tampa, to 39999 to support the global fight to end cancer. That's Cure Tampa as one word to 39999. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Be the light that cures cancer. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. 
Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show here on Salem Radio, Central Florida. In the next few moments, I want to focus in on not only the women of the Bible, some of the women of the Bible, many more are not mentioned, but also, as you've heard me say from time to time, the Bible and who God used, especially in the lineage of Jesus, these were far from the what the world would call the stellar, upright folks. The women of the Bible that we'll talk about today, they were real women women who came from very difficult circumstances, just like many of you who who tune in to listen to the Bill Monkley Show every afternoon. So everybody listen up, because Mary DeMuth is going to help us today, help us in a grand way. She's written a brand new book and is entitled The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible, What Their Stories Teach Us About Thriving. Now keep that word in mind, thriving. And this afternoon, we're going to hear about what thriving is all about. And uh, Mary DeMuth, it's an honor to have you with us today. Thanks for having me on, Bill. I really appreciate it. You know, I have shared through the years a lot of men to, to actually seek out the stories of the women of the Bible. Because it doesn't matter whether you're a male or a female. The challenges that these everyday people had to endure, endure, especially in a time with none of the modern conveniences we have today. Talk about that and, and talk about why it was important for you to share these stories, particularly, particularly probably to the women of today. Great question. I um, actually walked through a, a period of misunderstanding with a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and it was just so painful that that kind of stayed in the back of my mind. And then I'd been reading the Bible um, just back and back, back to back. And I was looking at these women who I'd heard sermons about before. And as I just read the plain words of Scripture, I realized there was some pieces missing from my own understanding of them. And so this book is a combination of those two loves of, well, one is a love and one is not a love, but the love of Scripture and then the pain of being misunderstood. And so I wanted to look at these women who teach us how to weather that storm. You have 10 chapters that look at 10 women of the Bible. And as each one of these stories unfold, it is a story of maybe somebody listening today. 10 different challenges in their lives, some of them very serious. Talk about that. Yes, yeah, so that we have a wide variety of women covered in this particular book. Um, Eve, Hagar, Leah, Rahab, Naomi, Bathsheba, Tamar, Proverbs 31 woman, who doesn't have a name, Mary of Magdala, and Phoebe. And these women represent a whole variety of different kinds of folks, people who have been blamed, forgotten, who have been called unlovely or unbeautiful, prostitutes, those who have been sexually exploited and violated and uh, misunderstood. And so... I think a lot of people can find some connection there. Now, what's interesting is, ladies and gentlemen, when you look at the table of contents, you may not want to read this book from the beginning. Because if one of the chapters, and it's very clearly laid out by Mary, uh, Hagar, the forgotten one, Leah, the unlovely one, et cetera, et cetera, maybe what you're feeling in your life or the situation that has befallen you you can go straight to the chapter about the woman in the Bible that maybe you can closely identify with. Talk about that because instantly a woman can basically focus in on maybe the very issue she's challenged with. 
I think that's a really great point. And yeah, uh, you don't have to read a book from cover to cover. You can find uh, your encouragement exactly where you're at right now. Um, and it, each chapter is very similar. So each one has a similar format. It starts with a story. It's a fictionalized account, um, basically a short historical story based on um, all the research and, and the biblical text. And I find that helps people to kind of kind of jump out of their idea of this is a character, as you mentioned earlier, to an actual human being. I ask myself the question, what would it like to be like to be in her sandals? And then we talk about what does the Bible say, kind of unpack that. And then I talk about how does this apply to misunderstood you and what are some truths that you can take away and how can you have tools and tips on how to deal with your own misunderstanding? If you're just tuning in, I'm highly recommending the book, The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible, What Their Stories Teach Us About Thriving. Mary DeMuth is my guest. And you know, ladies, maybe you feel like you are one of the most misunderstood women in America 2022. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's thriving in the midst of all of our challenges, and that's why I'm highly recommending this book. What I want to do is some of, these, some of these ladies may be better known than others. I bet you if I asked my audience, tell me who Phoebe was. Some would even remember that Phoebe was part of the all-star lineup here of the Heroes of the Faith. Tell us a little bit about her story. Yes, she, I call her the forgotten or the unknown one. So she is commended at the end of the book of Romans by Paul. And typically when someone is commended, they are the person that brings the letter to the place. And so many scholars believe that Phoebe was the person, she was a deaconess, um, who brought the book of Romans to Rome, and she would have had to go over land and sea and land to do that. And she was well recognized by Paul as a, um, a very strong woman of faith. And so I just love thinking about her. I don't, it can't be completely proven, but there's enough scholarship out there that, that says it's possible. Hmm. And I'm thinking about another one because, um, ladies, many of you grew up and maybe you had a sister or two. And maybe there was some uh, sibling rivalries. And, you know, we get into these things like, oh, she's cute. Well, she's not. She really wasn't the cute one. Now, we don't usually have those conversations in front of people. But we all know, unfortunately, because we're all fallen sinners and and sometimes we don't really get what God's having us to do and uh, walking and talking Christ-like. But then I'm reminded of one of those situations in back uh, thousands, a couple thousand years ago. Uh, Well, you know, your marriages were arranged, and then usually there was a dowry, and then the the, the gentleman had to get the permission, and then he had to do certain things, usually some financial aspects as well. But then you had two sisters, and it's kind of like, pick me, pick me, and maybe sometimes the unlovely one, didn't get picked often or felt that she was unlovely. Tell us about Leah, which is the um, uh, the focus of your chapter three. Yeah, so she um, she was described as having weak eyes, and it was um, Jacob's desire to marry her sister, even though her sister was the younger one. And uh, Laban, her father, tricked um, Jacob, who also was a trickster, and put Leah in the marriage bed instead of Rachel. And so we see this kind of amazing transformation of Leah 
by the naming of her children, and she starts off with naming her children like, I wish my husband would take notice of me. I'm an unloved person. And she continues on until she uh, continues with Judah, who means I will praise the Lord. And you see this um, this progression of transformation for her. And what I get from that is that no matter where you are in this world, God sees you, and you always have the opportunity to praise Him and to um, rise above your circumstances. Well, the book I'm recommending, The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible, What Their Stories Teach Us About Thriving. Ladies, you got to get this. The author is Mary DeMuth, D-E-M-U-T-H. Mary, thanks so much for being with us this afternoon. Thanks so much for being part of our Salem family with Salem Books, and appreciate you being with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. I'm Bill Bunkley. Salem Radio, be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. W282CI Tampa, W271CY Lakeland, W262CP Bayonet Point. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Palestinians exiting the North Gaza Strip in advance of an Israeli ground offensive to clear out the militant Hamas. The White House says North Korea has delivered more than 1,000 containers of military equipment and munitions to Russia for its ongoing war in Ukraine. The U.S. believes the North is seeking sophisticated Russian weapons technologies in return for the munitions to boost North Korea's military. Still no word on a replacement candidate for House Speaker. That's after Representative Steve Scalise withdrew from consideration. On Wall Street, stocks finished mixed. The Dow was up 39 points. The Nasdaq lost 167. And the S&P 500 dropped 21 points. This is SRN News. If you are a former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here, I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer and, more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. Care Team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The Care Team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. Pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, Care Team is adding to their team. 
Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com. Are you looking for a Christian college where you can deepen your faith without breaking the budget? Check out Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson, Florida. Our accredited courses feature top professors and Bible teachers who will challenge you to build a solid biblical foundation. Our Florida campus offers a vibrant atmosphere where you can experience life in an encouraging Christian community. Plus, the practical ministry training allows you to apply biblical truth beyond the walls of the classroom. With scholarships and transfer opportunities through the nation's top colleges, you can save thousands on your degree just by spending a year at Word of Life Bible Institute. Join us in Hudson, Florida to deepen your relationship with God like never before. Apply today at wol.to slash apply. That's wol.to slash apply. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. And today, Bill is not in, so I'm going to take advantage of that and play for you a couple of great gems from previous shows. Enjoy. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. You're my courage when I worry in the dead of night. You're my strength cause I'm not strong enough to win this fight. You are greater than the battle raging in my mind. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here with Bill Bunkley Show as we're broadcasting all across Central Florida this afternoon on Salem Radio. I want you to know this is a much-anticipated conversation on my end. Because in a moment, you're going to be fascinated in a lot of the things you may have thought or you may have perceived about the history of the world, the history of the peoples of the world. And also the big question, was it just, uh, you know, Darwinism? Or, in fact, is creation really the center of truth? Well, to help us sort through this this afternoon, there's a brand new book that I very much am recommending to you. It's named Traced, Human DNA's Big Surprise. And joining me today is the distinguished Dr. Nathaniel Jensen. Now, Dr. Jensen holds a Ph.D. in Cell and Developmental Biology from Harvard University. He serves as a research biologist, a biologist excuse me, author and speaker with my good friends at Answers in Genesis and formerly conducted research with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Jensen's first book, Replacing Darwin, The New Origin of the Species, offers a revolutionary approach to the study of the origins and a potential impact as big as Darwin's. So today, folks, put on your seatbelt because we're going to take a look at some scientific true science not the fake science or scientists that we've been having to be, you know, listen to in a lot of other areas uh, during the last uh, couple of years. But we're going to learn a big lesson about DNA. And by the way, keep in your mind the Y chromosome. You may have heard about it, know nothing about it, but let's dig in. And uh, Dr. Jensen, it's so good to have you with us here this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me on, Bill. Where do we start? You have really uncovered, and you are tracing some amazing, amazing um, uh, movement 
not only among the species, but questions like, hey, were the Native Americans here not really the first that were here? Were modern Jews really uh, have evolved from the Jews of the ancient era? You decide where you want to launch on this because there's so much to talk about. Yes, I think the first point that's probably the most relevant is where what this book is doing is taking the male inherited DNA, the Y chromosome, fathers have it, sons have it, fathers pass it on to their sons. And uh, this is a powerful new tool to understand human history and so many other issues related to it. And, and the basic principle behind it is when fathers pass on this DNA to their sons, and this happens every generation, and this is just, again, this is the male inherited DNA, they do it imperfectly. We live in a fallen world, and so mistakes happen, and there's, there's two key ramifications of this. So first of all, DNA is inherited, so it's a marker of ancestry, who you come from. So I'm sure people have heard of paternity tests and these sorts of things, heard of DNA being used in the courtroom to try to match evidence at the scene of a crime to a particular person. It, it, it marks ancestry. That's, that's point number one. And secondly, because this DNA changes every generation, it, there, there's mistakes that are made every generation, DNA acts like a clock. So if you have ancestry and you have a marker of time, there, those are the two key components to reconstruct a family tree. That's what family trees normally record, who you come from and when you came from a particular person. So now we've got this fantastic new tool that will take us back through time, all the way back to Noah. So if someone takes a Y chromosome test, I can tell them exactly which son of Noah they came from. There's, mm. there's all sorts of new arenas of, of research and new questions, new answers that that open up as a result of of this this new tool. And you know, folks, many of you have uh, dove into, say, Ancestry.com. This is so fascinating, and I know from all of our interviews with my law enforcement friends, especially uh, those in the detective field, that this DNA technology is just absolutely uh, unbelievable. And so today we're talking about going all the way back, and just think about that statement. We've been hearing it for years. I've mentioned it. Dr. Ham, the associates, for all the years, we all go back to the flood. How many times have you heard me say, I don't believe in races? I don't believe there's different races. I believe there's skin pigments. Well, today, we're going deeper on that. So talk about this because there are seven great civilizations, and in the middle of your book, I'll tell you what, the illustrations of the people groups and then some of the migration maps it, it, it really turns everything upside down that what I learned way back in, quite frankly, it had to do with Darwinism. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, there's two things that come to mind along those, that respect with regards to races and the history of peoples. So the, the, the fundamental purpose of the book is to, as you mentioned, follow the, the, the rises and falls of seven major civilizations, one for each of the major regions of the globe, and ask the question that most history books don't answer. Who do these people come from? And then what happens to them after their civilization falls? For example, ancient Rome you read in history textbooks was founded, let's say, in the 700s B.C., or, you know, the latest book may, latest research may have some, some other date for it, but mm-hmm. if you put the flood at 2,500, that's, what, almost 2,000 years of, of, of blank, blank slate, no answers. Who, who do these people come from? What were they doing for 2,000 years after the flood? That's what DNA can answer. And then if you think about what happened to the Roman people after, their, after the Western Roman Empire fell, as the, as the Germanic peoples and the Huns came in in the 400s A.D., 
then what happened? Are modern Italians their descendants? Can, can they legitimately claim them as their genealogical ancestors? That's what the book tries to do. Answer those questions for Africa, Europe, South Asia, East Asia, and so on and so forth. The Americas, we mentioned that, pre-Columbian Americas and so forth. Who do, the, who do today's Native Americans come from? And what's, what's crazy, and this has such a big impact on race, what surprised me was when civilizations fall, the people of that now fallen civilization become the people of the next civilization. They, they bear the next generation. That generation becomes the next civilization. So when you look at your own personal history, who, who do I come from? There's almost always multiple answers to that question because you may come from, you may say, well, I'm like me. I'm, I'm of German descent through my mother's side. Jeanson, my last name is of French descent. I can trace my DNA back to France, but that only takes me back maybe uh, 600 years. And then, and this is true for most Western Europeans and even Eastern Europeans go back maybe a thousand years, and my ancestors were in Central Asia, probably looking like more like the Chinese than they do the Central Asia. I mean, that's yeah. shocking to me. Yes, and 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 on and on the story goes. That's only back a thousand years. So, one civilization becoming the next that becomes then the story for each one of us. Each of our stories is as messy and complicated, and, and, and that messy interconnected history is what this book shows. Or to put it, put the the race ramifications in a nutshell, if if you use the, the, the popular use of the term race, what this book shows is that the so-called races have changed multiple times in human history. You, you have light-skinned Scandinavians. There's, there's a small group of light-skinned Scandinavians who can trace their ancestry to olive-skinned Arabs. They brought their DNA into, into Europe in the, in the Middle Ages during the Arab Muslim conquest. Some of those Arab Muslims themselves can trace their ancestry back to dark-skinned Sudanese people, the ancient Nubians, and some of the ancient Nubians sat on the throne of Egypt. So what Swede today or Norwegian would say, oh, yeah, my ancestors are ancient Egyptians. No one thinks that way, but these are the crazy things that emerge from this DNA research. And, folks, remember, we're talking about DNA research. Most of us are aware of how remarkable this is, probably from one single area, and that's either doing your own ancestry uh, research or from uh, what we learn on how cases are being solved by perpetrators that that uh, when they began gathering individual DNA to make the databases. And so we're on very firm science, and this is taking it back you know, years and years, thousands of years back. And, you know, the big question is, are we part of a, a young earth or an old earth? An old earth? you got to get your copy of Traced. The name of the book is Traced, Human DNA's Big Surprise. My guest today is Dr. Nathaniel Jason And um, Ken Ham, my good friend, said it best that uh, Dr. Jason has found the Rosetta Stone of human history and, uh, and again, this is just absolutely fascinating. Now, you don't just, your work doesn't just encompass the male side with the, with the Y chromosome because that's genetics. But then as you put together and done this in-depth research going back, 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 you know, there's history parts of this. There's linguistics part of this. How does all this come together? I'm going to call you a, det- a scientific detective for a minute. How does the detective of going back so early in time, how do these other things help you to zero in on the truth? Yeah, so the book is primarily genetics-focused, as, as you mentioned, and it does incorporate multiple other independent lines of evidence. So we can classify language families. One of the favorite examples I have, you, you think about how many languages are in the world today. There's almost 7,000. You think of that from a biblical, or excuse me, there's almost, I think, 7,700, over 7,000. Uh, you think about how did that come from 
just eight people on board the ark. Well, the Bible tells us there was an event, Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, where everyone once spoke one language, and then God confused the languages because they rebelled and forced them to spread out. I think the list of names in Genesis 10 are the um, rough approximation of the ethno-linguistic groups that separated at Babel, so about 70. And then you have a question. Well, how do you go from 70 groups maybe 4,000 years ago, to nearly 7,000 languages today. And the answer is languages diversify naturally. And you can see some of these ancient links just if, if you listen carefully. So my mother's German. I'm bilingual in that sense. And I remember being in Germany one time and listening to a Norwegian royal wedding. I think my grandma was interested in it. And if I listened closely, I almost could pick out certain words. Or another mm-hmm. example would be we went to, to Holland. I think we went to see Corrie ten Boom's house, uh, visit some of the soccer stadiums. And uh, if you listen to Dutch very carefully and you speak German, there's, again, things you can almost pick out. It's, it's pretty clear there's a, there's a common ancestor to the German, Dutch, Norwegian languages. These have diversified over time. We don't appreciate this process quite as much just because I think in today's modern technology age, you've got southern accents, New York accents, Boston accents, Midwestern accents. These tend to get homogenized over time because we're all watching TV where someone speaks a certain way. And we're all interconnected. We can travel by train, by car, by plane. And if we didn't have that technology, these would likely, over time, become different languages and we wouldn't be able to understand one another. Well, you can use that. It, it, that's basically a type of science we can now do. And you can, you can trace back the history of certain people groups using language, and then you can compare it to what you find in the DNA, and there's a tremendous amount of overlap between the two. There's points of difference, because you can obviously change your language. You can't change your DNA. A uh, good example of this would be the, the ugly history of the transatlantic slave trade. You've got people here now in the Americas, unambiguously African in origin based on DNA, but they're not speaking African languages anymore. They've been forced now to learn the languages of uh, slave masters and such, and, and now grew up in the United States. So. There is a tremendous amount of overlap. There's, there's points of disagreement, but, but that sort of evidence, archaeological evidence, all this is coming together. And I should add, and this is an important point, all this is coming together within a framework that fits the young Earth timescale. This is one of the strongest arguments in print for the recent origin of humanity. Young Earth creationists are now taking the lead in research. And, and one of the most exciting things for me was talking to a pastor who's, I think, kind of on the fence of the age of the Earth. And once he found out, oh, we're actually making new discoveries about the pre-Columbian Americas, about the history of the globe, in ways that the mainstream scientific community has yet to access. A light bulb went on for him, and he got very excited. Oh, this, is, this isn't just anti-evolution. This is making positive new discoveries about the world, and it's the creationists who are taking the lead. So this is a, this is a tremendous new insight, and to me, it's just the beginning. So anyone listening who's uh, going through school or thinking about what they want to be when they grow up, this is, this is a tremendous Indiana Jones-type project that will probably take me the rest of my life, and there's so much more to do. It's a really exciting field to get into. All right. Got to take a break here, but don't touch that dial because uh, we're going to have a few more minutes to wrap up our program today with Dr. Nathaniel Jason. And uh, I want to tell you, Traced is the name of the book, Human DNA's Big Surprise, And think about this. Think about this. The creation account. True. Maybe all those carbon-14 tests like Mount St. Helens I referred to on several occasions, maybe all of that isn't as accurate because of the suppositions that have gone into that formula. Boy, this is exciting research, and uh, we'll have more of that in just a moment. My guest is Dr. Nathaniel Jason, author of uh, Traced. Uh, human DNA's big surprise. Got a few more minutes left. Don't go away. I'm Bill Bunkley with Salem Radio Central Florida. We'll be right back. The preceding segment was pre recorded for broadcast at this time. 
For over a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. More than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. It's also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. A new bill in Congress would ensure this free, reliable service remains in cars. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Join the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society to help light the night and bring hope. Light the Night is a nationwide event that brings communities together to honor, remember, and celebrate those who've been afflicted by blood cancers. Join us on November 17th at Julian B. Lane Riverfront Park. Just visit lightthenight.org or text one word, Cure Tampa, to 39999 to support the global fight to end cancer. That's Cure Tampa as one word to 39999. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Be the light that cures cancer. There's nothing more frustrating and irritating than chronic dry eye. It never stops. The itching, the scratching feeling, the fatigue and weariness. If you're suffering from chronic dry eye, go to Fortify.com and join thousands who've discovered Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy. A combination of Fortify Super Omega, Fortify Focus, and Fortify Black Current Oil, GLA. Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy works to address oxidation and inflammation in the eye and the entire body. This combination, once only available to patients in the doctor's office, has now become available to you. And already, countless numbers of listeners have found relief with Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy. If you or someone you care about struggles with dry, itchy, exhausted eyes, order Fortify Advanced Dry Eye Therapy today at Fortify.com. That's F-O-R-T-I-F-E-Y-E.com. Or call 866 Six five zero three ninety seven forty six. That's eight six six five zero three ninety seven forty six. And at Fortify dot com. Bill Bunkley here. I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a listener to this station. Whether it's our Fate Talk stations across Central Florida or our answer stations blanketing everything north and south of the Skyway, without you, there's no reason for us to be here doing what we do. And of course, what we do is not like anything else that's out there in the old or new media. In this day and age, we do not take this responsibility for granted. And so I would also like to take this opportunity to encourage you. If you agree with our messaging and want to support our efforts, there's no better way to do so than to support the great advertisers you hear on our stations. If you learn about a product or service here, please consider patronizing that business the next time you're in the market for what they have to offer. And if you have a business that could use some effective marketing, well, radio still very much gets results, and you can get started by calling Steve Baltimore at 813-349-8240. A New Beginning and Greg Laurie present a new book detailing a subject well-known in our culture, fame. Today, a whole new generation thinks fame is going to fill that hole in their heart. Really, it's not fame that you want. It's meaning and it's knowing that your life matters. And that's found in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So we'll be delighted to send you this brand new book called Fame for your gift of any size. Available now at harvest.org. 
FAMA is the Faith Action Ministry Alliance. FAMA is a strategic alliance of churches, organizations, and supporters like you. A unique approach to neighborhood uplift that unleashes the body of Christ to engage in Christ-like relationship building. The results are amazing. Caring for people in ways that you may never have dreamed. People need you. We need you. Visit FAMAlliance.org or call 813-773-3262 to learn more about FAMA, to give a gift, or to volunteer. That's FAMAlliance.org following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Hey, welcome back. Bill Bunkley here, host of the Bill Bunkley Show on Salem Radio Central Florida. And I want to get right back to our guests very quickly. Just a few moments left on our show today. I am absolutely fascinated with uh, probably the big breakthrough book at this point in time, talking about the possibility. But for me, it's the probability and the truth that, uh, well, the accounts in Genesis are now matching up with science, not just general science. We're talking about real science, DNA science, tracing the Y chromosome in males. Joining me to talk about the new book, Traced, Human DNA's Big Surprise, is Dr. Nathaniel Jason, who's the author of the book. And so let me come right back in here because, so let's uh, very quickly, I want to talk about, let's talk about America very quickly. You know, we have our Native Americans. They're always on my mind. Spent a lot of time in Montana where my family is at on the reservations. You know, I thought about their origins. They were the first Americans, but maybe they weren't. Talk about that. The research in Traced is a pretty big bombshell in this respect. So what I'm, what it shows, just very briefly, is today's Native Americans were not the first. There's been multiple settlings in wow. the Americas before the arrival of Europeans. One of the most recent ones was a, a group of Central Asians who came across probably around 1,000 A.D., right around the time that a bunch of Central Asians came into Europe and multiplied greatly and gave rise to people like me. My, my ancestry is Central Asian, even though I look like a light-skinned Caucasian from Europe. Mm-hmm. The second settling, or going backwards in time, probably the dominant settling was around the 300s to 600s A.D. They came across and went up and down the Americas, dominated the New World, probably were the cause of the collapse. One of the great cities of the, of the pre-Columbian Americas was in Mexico called Teotihuacan. It's known to have been uh, violently overthrown in 600 A.D. These are likely the people who did that. And then before that, so I've just given two settlings. Uh, before that, you've got Mayan archaeology that takes you back to the B.C. era. Olmecs were another group in Mexico that were called the Cradle of Civilization. We don't yet know what these lineages were, what their history was. There's all sorts of research still yet to be done, and this is probably a good time to bring up anyone listening who wants to participate in future research. Maybe they've done a genetic test or they want to figure out who they came from, which son of Noah. Um, any questions along these lines, we've got a, a, a way to do this. It's answersingenesis.org, the, the homepage for our, our organization, Answers in Genesis. And if you go to homepage, answersingenesis.org, and type in slash go slash traced, the name of the book, it'll take you to a place where you can enter your information, your email, and say, I've got a question, or I want to participate, or I want to share my DNA results. This will bring the advanced research forward. Like I said, this is just the beginning. There's so much more to be done. There's still unanswered questions about the pre-Columbian Americas, but there's, there's a lot of new history still to be uncovered. So you're telling me to make sure my audience gets it. Sometimes I'm a little slow, but I'm being facetious. So I've never done Ancestry.com, but if I did Ancestry or one of those particular tracing tools and I contacted Answers in Genesis, you can take me back to one of Noah's sons? 
Exactly. If you get the book, there's a table at the back that says, if this is your DNA result, here's the son of Noah you come from. And then if you go to Answers in Genesis slash go, excuse me, answersingenesis.org slash go slash trace, any questions you have, we can, we can dialogue that way. You want to contribute your results to research. You get a Y chromosome test. This is the way to do it. Well, I'll tell you what, the book is Trace, Human DNA's Big Surprise. Dr. Nathaniel Jason is with us, and, uh, man, I don't, I don't get pumped like this often with all the issues I cover. So let's go back to one last thing. You know, the idea that we are into thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, you know, the Carl Sagan sort of uh, rap that we're all used to, Young Earth Creation, we got about two minutes. Talk about why this it, you've touched on it i'm there but again for the final question why is this book so important about reorienting our thoughts about young earth creation one of the reasons i said it's it's I would say, from my perspective, my opinion, one of the strongest arguments in print for the recent origin of humanity is the way it shows that known human history jumps out from our DNA. So, for example, this is not a very commonly known fact, but it's a documented historical fact that many Central Asian peoples migrated into Europe in the Middle Ages, and you can see exactly that in our DNA, in our Y chromosome. You You can map out these various branches of the family tree based on DNA, and you can see them moving on the map from Central Asia through Russia into Eastern Europe, then into Western Europe. All that sort of history just jumps out. And I should add, it only jumps out if you have the 4,500-year time scale. So if you stretch out the family tree over 200,000 years, all these echoes of known human history, of known migrations disappear. You don't see them anymore. So this is one of the reasons why I think this is such a strong argument and such a such a accessible argument. We've learned about the Roman Empire. We've learned about the Mongol invasion. We learned these sorts of things in school. Now you can see it in your DNA, but you can only see it if you have the 4,500-year time scale as a framework in which to do your analysis. Well, I tell you what, first of all, homeschoolers, homeschool moms and listening, if you've got those kids in middle school and high school, you better pick up this book and add it to your curriculum. For the rest of us, we need to catch up. And I tell you what, with uh, where we're at on what I believe the timeline of the beginning of the birth pains, this type of scientific proof in history. And remember, in the years just going back a few years where we have history that's also accounted for some of these migrations, and it matches up completely with the research that Dr. Deason's done on the Y chromosome, that ought to get your attention. And this, knowing the truth, as everything else with the gospel, what a witnessing tool this is. Also want to remind you, make sure you go to uh, the Creation Museum as well as the Ark Encounter. And uh, check out AnswersInGenesis.com. AnswersInGenesis.com. Remember to check out to how you can follow or you can trace your DNA all the way back to the sons of Noah. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, Dr. Jensen, I could talk to you for the full three hours. Thanks so much for being with us, and I'd like to explore maybe having you back with us in the near future. Thanks so much, Bill. God bless you, my friend. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Home sales are down 31% across America, and mortgage rates are on the rise. If your home is not selling, you need to call our experts right now at the Quick Cash Hotline. We have investors ready to pay you cash for your property, regardless of the condition it's in. Most of our closings can happen in about seven days. You don't have to worry about a buyer getting approved. You don't have to worry about showing your home. One simple call right now. Just pick up the phone and call us. I'll give you the number in a second. We will negotiate with you a price to buy your home. It's that simple. 
If you're ready to sell your home right now, any home, any condition, and you don't want to put money into it, no problem. We'll buy it from you. Call right now. It's a free call. 800-656-8429. 800-656-8429. That's 800-656-8429. WTBN Pinellas Park. WTWD Plant City. WLCC Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Israel has massed hundreds of thousands of soldiers on the border with Gaza in anticipation of an expected ground offensive into the densely populated enclave. Day by day, Israel is putting the pieces into place on the military side to carry out what's certain to be, what expected to be, a ground invasion. And what we're seeing now, though, is the operations which have to take place before that. What the Gazans say is non-stop bombardment, night and day, on the Gaza Strip. Yesterday we could see the, the horizon of Gaza City, and it is a plume of black smoke backing out the sky, which never leaves. BBC correspondent Lise Doucette reporting. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer will lead a delegation to Israel this weekend to show his support in the aftermath of the Hamas terrorist attack. Bob Agnew reports. Schumer cut short a visit to Asia this week to return to the U.S. and to focus on the crisis in Israel. A spokesman says Schumer and a delegation of senators will meet with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Israeli President Isaac Herzog. A spokesman says Senator Schumer, the highest-ranking Jewish elected official in U.S. history, will, quote, discuss what resources the United States can provide to support Israel on all fronts. Bob Agnew reporting. Republicans have chosen Jim Jordan as their new nominee for House Speaker during internal party voting. Friday's vote puts the staunch ally of Donald Trump within reach of the Speaker's gavel. The Ohio congressman now must secure support from the rest of his colleagues ahead of a House floor vote. That could push into next week. Jordan is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. On Wall Street, a mixed day as the Dow was up by 39 points, but the Nasdaq dropped 166, the S&P 500 lower by 21 points. This is SRN News. This good news may be exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health care solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE. 877-64-BIBLE. A new poll about Bible reading. 
The key finding is that people who watch church online are more likely to read the scriptures than those who attend in person. According to the American Bible Society study, 74% of online church viewers read the word at least once a week against just 32% of those who are in the pews each Sunday. Overall, only 9% of U.S. adults read the Bible daily. 38% only use it when they're at church. Michael Harrington, SRN News. A court in central Japan ruled it is unconstitutional to require a transgender person to undergo a sex change operation before they can change their birth certificate. The Japanese court stated a growing social acceptance of sexual and gender diversity makes the surgery requirement outdated and goes counter to a global effort towards creating a more inclusive society. The Japanese government continues to observe a traditional view of gender, but LGBT activists continue to press for change. This is SRN News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health care solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon and welcome back to our number three of the Bill Bunkley Show here on Salem Radio as we're broadcasting all across Central Florida. Beautiful, beautiful opportunity for us to praise the Lord today. Whether it is a a good day of circumstances or a bad day of circumstances, you know, in our walk with the Lord, our intimacy with the Lord, we're to praise Him in all things. And in all things, we are to be patient. In all things, we're supposed to, we're, we are to be totally trusting. And, you know, as much as we hear over and over and over about patience, over and over and over about trusting, 
there's something that just continues to dog our soul, and that is old Slewfoot himself, and that's the devil. The great liar. The great deceiver. The great destroyer. And yes, the great murderer. And so I was thinking, I was having some quiet time, spending some time in the Psalms, in the Proverbs, as I customarily do. And the the Lord just laid on my heart about how much we hear over and over, but so oftentimes it's just words. And and today, I, I want to speak to you if you are what I would call a veteran Christian. You've been a Christian for a long, long time. It's rare when a scripture verse is read, shared, or come to light that you say, boy, I never saw that before. I've read that verse for years and years. I've never seen that before. You know, the challenge each and other, each of us has is sometimes we go to church and we're, we're really going there to judge a performance. You know, the first half of a church service usually is called praise and worship. It's a time where we ought to be focused through the Holy Spirit of doing just that, praising what the Lord has done in your life, bowing down humbly on your knees, prostrate, worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords. How often do we find our minds drifting about the performance? the performance. Was it a good performance or was it a bad performance? And we can find ourselves in the habit of going years in a praise and worship setting. And if you're honest, you might say, well, you know, I I haven't really praised the Lord in a long, long time. I sing, but I'd have to admit to you, Bill, I'm just going through the motions. And then we rate the sermon and the deliverer. Rather than taking copious notes, studying the notes as delivered by the pastor or the minister, asking the Holy Spirit to illuminate your further understanding of the Scripture verses and the illustrations that were utilized during the last session of the church coming together for worship and praise and study the word. But you know, these two very important concepts among Christian brothers and sisters, 
We see them glossed over all the time. And I want to just take a little bit of time to talk about this today. We talk about being patient. And that begins with the question, it is a battle that I fight. It's a battle that you fight. Every single one of us fight the battles I'm going to talk about this afternoon. How about the battle of patience? How about the battle of knowing that I know that I know that God's timing is impeccable? And my timing is usually awful if it's absent the Lord. And in, especially for veteran Christians, we, we've, been, we, we've been taught this. We, 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 could, we could recite this in our sleep, but the question is, are we living it? Is it our natural default in our lives? The anti-Christian worldview pounds us every day. You owe yourself that new car. You owe yourself that new boat. You owe yourself that kitchen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I remember when I was growing up, I grew up where there were no credit cards. I grew up, and Mrs. Bunkley will will probably attest to the fact that how we were raised, certain elements of how we were raised, it never departs from us. I want to tell you that the family that I was born into, and as I mentioned a few moments ago, today is the 100th anniversary of my mother, Laura Aurora Smith Bunkley, and her birthday. But I know that we were a family that had a budget. We had a family that stayed in our budget. And I'll give an example. How often do we just go out today and if you want some ice cream? I know one of the popular places in Tampa, for those of us who have been here for a long time, it's Bo's. Bo's Ice Cream on Nebraska Avenue. Could be Tasty Twirl, Whatever. We just run out and pull out a credit card. You know, no, if I want, when are we going to, you know. You know how many places in the world you can't even get ice cream, much less have it on demand? And I remember, does anybody remember, and I know it's public enemy number one because of the sugar. Anybody remember Kool-Aid? Remember Kool-Aid? Well, Kool-Aid and Southern iced tea were the beverages of our home. And in fact, when we wanted a cool snack, I remember oftentimes the ice cream truck would come down the neighborhood. We'd hear the music. But oftentimes buying ice cream every day was not part of our budget. What was part of our budget was to, some of you can relate, was to make Kool-Aid and you could buy some popsicle sticks. You could buy a, a little thing you put over 
what you would use for making manually making ice, and you would fill that with the Kool-Aid, and you would have Kool-Aid pops, icicles, on a stick. Now, that's just one example of the restraint that my parents had to utilize. Why? There were no credit cards. I remember my dad making a payment every week or every two weeks to the to the Christmas club at the bank. Why? They set aside money every week so that come December they would withdraw the money from the Christmas club and then they would buy the presents for my brother and I and us out of those funds. That's how I was raised. And I can tell you today, I'm probably, in many aspects, a little more conservative than maybe other people. But it's the way I was raised when it comes to financial and money. Now, don't get me wrong. There's areas where I can be, I can be tempted and I blow it. But, I mean, overall, you know, I'm, you know, turn the lights out. Don't need to be doing that. Get that thermostat back down. Blah blah blah. I know I probably I probably run everybody crazy in my family. I know I know I know I do. Let's just come clean. So I do this is is I want to set the stage here about coming clean with ourselves, but I want to talk about in the area of of patience and trust in the Lord. So many of our problems, and I learned so much through the years from the ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. What a great teaching pastor in addition to my pastor. But, you know, today I really think, and we utilize them. I'm to a point now that that, that 99 and 9 tenths of the time, especially since the financial reversal from my cancer, you know, we use a credit card. I use a credit card that gives a great deal of cash back in certain categories. The categories that we utilize, and I do that to maximize the card, and then I pay it off each month. Not a real fan of the credit card folks, except they get, you know, whatever I buy, there's merchant fees. But the idea is, is that following biblical principles, we know that our life would be much better and happier and joyful and peaceful. But yet those ads bombard us. Our friends tell us what we ought to do. And are we listening to God or listening to our friends? Are we listening to God? Are we listening to his word? Or are we letting our innermost gotta-have-it desires take over? And every time, practically, we don't listen to God's voice and we get ahead of God, we pay a price. Amen? We come back. Let's talk about patience. Let's talk about trusting. Talk about making it how we really are in our daily interaction with ourselves and with others. Your thoughts on this, you can call me. You can contribute to the conversation, 877-943-9673. Bill Bunkley here in Tallahassee. Be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time.
Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer, and more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. Care Team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The care team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. Pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, care team is adding to their team. Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com. Are you looking for a Christian college where you can deepen your faith without breaking the budget? Check out Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson, Florida. Our accredited courses feature top professors and Bible teachers who will challenge you to build a solid biblical foundation. Our Florida campus offers a vibrant atmosphere where you can experience life in an encouraging Christian community. Plus, the practical ministry training allows you to apply biblical truth beyond the walls of the classroom. With scholarships and transfer opportunities through the nation's top colleges, you can save thousands on your degree just by spending a year at Word of Life Bible Institute. Join us in Hudson, Florida to deepen your relationship with God like never before. Apply today at wol.to slash apply. That's wol.to slash apply. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name? Care to feel my hurt? Who am I that the bright and morning star would choose to light the way for my ever wandering heart? Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done, not because of what I've done. But because of who you are, I am a flower quickly fading, here today and gone tomorrow, a wave tossed in the ocean. Go back, Bill Bunkley. I tell you what, I just closed my eyes and casting crowns. What a, what a song that ministers to me, and I know it ministers to you. Uh, we're back with the Bill Bunkley Show here in Tallahassee. Going to be talking about patience and trust, really living a life of patience and trust. So having patience. Have you ever traveled in a hill country? And let's just say hills. Hills, not mountains, but hills. But hills where you're, let's say you're on a two-lane road. If you've ever been to Montana, and of course I, my family is all in the Rocky Mountain area of Montana, around Missoula, but when you get on this side of the Continental Divide, you know that a great deal of Montana is flatland. 
prairie land. That's why it's called Big Sky Country. Because you're in the eastern part of Montana, you're driving, man, it just looks like it's just all blue sky because it's just flat. No trees to speak of. It's just, it's just, it's just like a meadow. But have you ever noticed that as you're driving, you go up a hill or down a hill, and when you're approaching a hill, you know that you get a solid yellow line on your side because you can't see what's ahead. And if you become impatient and decide you just want to pass, even when you have that yellow line, you could pull out, exercise your will, and the next thing you know, there's a semi-truck full of uh, 50 head of cattle heading to the auction. And when you have a head-on with that big old truck, it's not going to go well for you. But yet we know that's exactly what life is all about. We can't see oftentimes what's happening around the next corner. We don't know for sure what's happening tomorrow or this Saturday or next week. You don't know when you're going to get that next call that one of your loved ones has been rushed to the hospital. You just don't know. But then we presume on the Lord. Well, you know... I can get this car payment down on this brand new car. I can get it down to $300 a month. Man, that's awesome. Now, I'm going to pay for that for eight years. But you know what? I can make this happen. I can make this happen. How many times have you heard I Kids, I can make that payment. I can afford this. I, 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 I. How often is we as Christians are in the I mode? Because we aren't exercising biblical principles, and we certainly don't know about patience. Because in a minute, what I really want to talk about is trust, but think about patience and God's timing. Because when you have decisions to make, everything you have to decide, do not be bashful or think you're 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 tying up the Lord. I'm not going to ask Lord about that. No, I... You'd be surprised what I ask the Lord about. Yeah, I have times where I don't listen, and every time I don't listen, I get impatient. I pay for it. That's what I'm trying to share with you, to think about this, because you know that, taking that road illustration, you know that God God could see beyond that hill where you can't see. God knows what's coming up in there you can't see. God knows what's going to happen on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that's why when you ask God to give you clear direction on something, whether it's a purchase or anything, you then wait to hear from God. Because oftentimes something that we're dealing with is going to affect another person. And in God's absolute supercomputer, he doesn't need artificial intelligence because he is intelligent, intelligence with a capital I. He knows just when to bring something home that you've been praying for because he knows what's on the yonder hill. So when I come back, I want to talk about the fact that we know that we need to pray and to be patient. And one of the worst things we can do is get ahead of God. We have to make sure God is leading in our lives. So, 
But to get that level of patience and waiting for that unmistakable green light or a big red stop sign saying, no, you should not do this. Sign the Lord. Sign Abba Father. We come back. Let's talk about the trust it requires for you to know that you know that you know that your Heavenly Father's got this. Lord Jesus, who shed his blood for your redemption, is with you. And the Holy Spirit, if you die to yourself and listen to that still, small voice, that Holy Spirit's going to guide you through turbulent times. As long as you don't get ahead of God and you don't get into the I, I, I game. Going to take a break. I'm Bill Bunkley, live in Tallahassee, talking about trust next on the Bill Bunkley Show. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Jonathan McKee, and you're listening to Plugged In on Faith Talk Tampa. We love our screens, and our kids love their screens. Let's be honest, they're a great tool for communicating with others. But we should always consider it a red flag when screens become a substitute for face-to-face relationships, or even a necessary crutch for navigating relationships. And that's exactly what's happening in the dating world right now, where online daters are beginning to rely on AI for dating communication. That's right, a digital wingman. If you don't know what to say, no worries. AI will give you the right words. Hmm... I wonder how that will work if you actually connect for a dinner face-to-face and sound totally different. I've got an idea. What if we put down our screens every once in a while and engaged in real conversations? Who'd have thunk it? For more about those screens in your kids' pockets, visit us at PluggedIn.com slash radio. I'm Jonathan McKee, author of Parenting Generation Screen with Focus on the Families, Plugged In. And at that time, Mark was extremely hard-hearted. Jill Savage on Focus on the Family Minute, sharing how God gave her hope during a dark season in her marriage. When I confronted him that I had discovered it, he was um, extremely hard-hearted. He said, yes, absolutely, I am. I'm having an affair and I'm not stopping. And it was, I had never seen his heart in such a hard place. And um, the next day, I was flat on my face, begging God to tell me what to do. I have no idea. I don't know what to do. Uh, How do I respond to this? What boundaries do I set? And in that moment, I heard God speak to me. Oh, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was a thought that came in my head that I knew was not mine because this is what it was. I want you to love him. Hear more of Jill's story at familyminute.org. W-282-CI Tampa, W-271-CY Lakeland, W-262-CP Bayonet Point. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Republicans chose Congressman Jim Jordan as their new nominee for House Speaker on Friday during internal voting, putting the gavel within reach of the staunch ally of GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump. Jordan of Ohio will now try to unite colleagues from the deeply divided House GOP majority around his bid ahead of a floor vote, which could push to next week. The White House says that North Korea has delivered more than a thousand containers of military equipment and munitions to Russia for its ongoing war in Ukraine. Speculation about a possible North Korean plan to refill Russia's munitions stores drained its protracted war with Ukraine flared last month when North Korean to meet President Vladimir Putin and visit key military sites. On Wall Street, the Dow by 39 points. More details at srnnews.com. 
This. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. Almost immediately after Hamas launched horrific terrorist attacks murdering Israeli babies, mothers, and grandmothers, 31 Harvard student organizations spoke up to condemn Israel. The great Christian writer C.S. Lewis once noted that education without values, as useful as it is, seems rather to make man a more clever devil. Here is a prime example. America's supposed best and brightest are unable to engage in even basic moral reasoning. It's the only explanation for their willingness to support the anti-Semitism and barbarism being broadcast worldwide. Back in the 60s, Americans were pressured to take Judeo-Christian ethics out of their elite institutions. This ethic wasn't replaced with nothing. In its stead came something much darker. It's long past time for a strong, sustained pushback. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ARWHome.com for details. Homeowners, if you don't have an ARW home warranty, you could be losing thousands of dollars a year on repairs for your home. An ARW home warranty service plan covers the repairs in your home that the home insurance won't. For instance, Jerry's new sewer line was going to cost $2,500. ARW saved me thousands. Judy's water heater broke and was going to cost her $2,000. ARW saved me $2,000. Don't be shocked at the high prices when a home system breaks down. Be protected by ARW Home Warranty and get peace of mind for less than a dollar a day with plans for heating and AC systems, washers, dryers, kitchen appliances, plumbing, electrical systems, and more. Real estate professionals, ARW has an attractive bonus program for you. If you own a home, don't wait for something to break in your home. Get an ARW Home Warranty now and find out how much money you could be saving by calling 800-711-5250. That's 800-711-5250. 800-711-5250. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Lord, I lift my arms up to you. I give you your 
all the honor and the glory and praise. You know, I've mentioned this before. I'm Bill Bunkley on the Bill Bunkley Show, broadcasting from Tallahassee, just spending some time on something real important, and that is patience, waiting on the Lord, and trusting. Patience and waiting on the Lord and trusting. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that you know that you know that you know that gravity exists? Do you ever find yourselves ambivalent about gravity? Do you ever find yourself just saying, well, you know, it's out there, but I can do my thing and I don't have to live my life worrying about gravity? So when's the last time you jumped off a 10-story building? Ah, well, I don't because I know gravity exists. But you can't see it. You can't see gravity. How do you know it exists? Well, don't try this at home, but I'm sure there's somebody on TikTok that's jumped off a building, didn't go well with them. Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. How about those of you that are in your car right now? This is the Bill Bunkley Church of the Traffic Jam that I conduct my sermons every afternoon, Monday through Friday, when a lot of my audience, like you, sir, you, ma'am, you're stuck in your car and you're stuck with me till you get home or to the soccer field or wherever. But just think about this. Unless you have problems with your radio or we have problems with our transmitters, you turn a little knob in your car and next thing you know, here's Bill Bunkley. You're not with him. You're not here in the studio. But you know that I'm with you because I'm talking to you. Now, you can't see how that happens because radio waves are invisible. But let me ask a question. Do you doubt that radio waves exist? Do you doubt that if you're using a a new digital antenna and haven't succumbed to having cable or dish services and you just use the five basic local channels, how do those get to your house? Because you don't see a line. You don't see visible, tangible evidence because... There are things that are as as real as the car and the leather or the cloth that you're sitting on, and they're real. For those of you that are seeking, God is just as real in the spiritual realm. You can't see him, you can't touch him, but it doesn't mean he's not there because he is there. And so really, as I started off talking about patience, patience is round two. Patience, when it comes to trusting, trusting comes first because out of trusting, then you become patient and you become 100% sold out on waiting on the Lord. And don't be fooled by Satan because Satan will say, don't, Bill, Bill, don't bother the Lord with that. He's busy. He's busy running the universe. Don't, don't, don't don't ask him about that. You, You just do what you think is right. 
as I said before, that's what really gets us in trouble. So, so now we're talking about God's really God. Jesus really is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in your body because your, your body made up of all that water and the blood and the fluids. That, that, that is the, just like a baby in a mother's womb, that is, that is the home of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Forever speaking to you about things of the Lord. So let's talk about trust. You know, what's very difficult about trusting God is because to do that, and the only, one of the only ways we understand trust is what our track record has been in trusting other people. Now, the fact of the matter is that no matter how close you are to somebody, at some point, they're going to do something where you will say, well, I thought I could trust you, but clearly I can't trust you. Now, that's when it comes to a head and you're ready to verbalize it. Half the time or most of the time, you, you don't trust somebody, but you never say anything about it. But just in the back of mind, you've got that filed under whoop, whoop, whoop. His alarm goes off. Remember, don't trust her. Don't trust him. And then we begin to feel that we feel, but, but then we don't realize we put God in the same box. and We don't want to trust him. God is mean to me. He didn't give me what I wanted. God took my mother and my father away from me. He's mean to me. Well, I always like to remind people, well, remember, he had one begotten son, and he had to turn his back on his son at the greatest point of need. When his boy was saying, why are you forsaking me? Daddy, do I have to go through this? Do I have to go to the cross? Turn his back on him. But no one can, can, can discount his love. And see, that's our experience in our life because part of trusting is knowing in the good times and the bad times. Don't let Satan whisper in your ear you're on your own. No, if you know that you know that you know him and uh, you've uh, confessed your sins, given your life to him, and you've invited the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, and that you want to be not a leader of Christ, but a follower of Christ, then you're in proper posture to receive the joy and the peace if you let go and trust Him. Probably the most familiar verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, that's the verse I want to talk about. Anybody who's been a Christian for any length of time, you've either heard that verse, or you could probably say, I've heard that verse a thousand times. Well, if you've heard a thousand times, how come it isn't on autopilot in your life? Well, it's because we are, unfortunately, creatures cursed by a sinful nature, even when we come to Christ. And to get to a point in your life where you truly can say, I trust the Lord in every scenario, every situation. I, he's got all of me. 
That is the trust in the Lord with all your heart. Because you see, I hope that there's someone this afternoon, because the Holy Spirit impressed it upon my heart, somebody needed to hear that today. Maybe for the first time. Maybe that will be the bridge to coming to Jesus this afternoon. But for maybe another one, it's, you know what, Bill? The light bulb is going off. I've got head knowledge. But I don't have heart knowledge. I can quote chapter and verse, but I don't own it. I don't own it. But when the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, sometimes you have to remind yourself, Lord, I cannot trust myself to lean on my own understanding. You know what's across that next hill. You know what's in the next valley. You know that when you say yes, there's somebody else involved, and it will be the absolute perfect timing for you to say, go. And when I go, when you say go, Lord, I am in total sync with you. You know, you've heard a lot about Gary Chapman about love languages. And what kind of love language is, what what is your love language? I've said this before, but this is where I really want to bring it in. The love language of the Lord is obedience. Already, the Lord wants to be in an intimate relationship with you. You talk about everything. You go over everything. And wants to be in an intimate relationship. And how do we communicate with God in his love language? It's by obedience. Not under compulsion. Not like, well, I can't do that because God doesn't want me to do that. Because if that's the way that you're following the Lord, you're you're missing it, my friend, big time. I do, you know what? I'm in, my, I'm in the Word every day. I'm spending time with the Lord. I'm listening. I'm on my knees. I'm carrying out His mission where I work with my family. But I want to. I want to be close with Him. I want Him to know everything. I want us to talk about everything because I, I want, I just, man, it's just something inside of me. I just want to please Him by doing what he's already told me to do because I know it's best for me. And when I'm in that sweet spot, it is a place of peace. It's a place of contentment. It's a place of joy, even in the midst of horrible circumstances. To know you're not there alone. Psalm Psalm 37, 4 and 6. Delight. This is the point I'm making. Delight yourself in the Lord. So much of biblical promises is if then. If you will do this, God will do that. Here's one of them. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he then, if then, he will give you the desires of your heart. 
Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. That is an excellent verse for you to recite to the Lord every morning. And as you're spending this intimate time with the Lord, you may not have memorized a lot of scripture, but you can jot down a lot of scripture and you can repeat that scripture to him in prayer. Lord, I want to commit my way to you today. Lord, help me to delight myself in you today. Lord, I trust you to act, lead and guide. I will wait on you. I won't get ahead of you, Lord. Let's get this day going together. In Jesus' name. I'm Bill Bunchley. Final thoughts on trust in the moment. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. While others are hitting happy hour, you're hitting the gym. While they're hoisting mugs, you're lifting kettlebells. You owe it to yourself to get the most out of your fitness regimen before and after your workout with Fortify Fit. Fortify Fit's power-packed formula is designed to enhance muscle synthesis, strength, and endurance. All evidence-based nutrients in this proprietary formula are well-documented and backed in good clinical studies. Taken before and after your workout, Fortify Fit is also hailed for what it doesn't contain. No dyes, artificial flavors, or carrageenan. With Fortify Fit, you get all you need to get the most out of your workout without needless additives and sketchy sweeteners. Order Fortify Fit today at fortify.com. That's F-O-R-T-I-F-E-Y-E.com. Or call 866 Five zero three ninety seven forty six. That's eight six six five zero three ninety seven forty six. Eight six six five zero three ninety seven forty six. And at fortify dot com. Hi, former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a four hundred one k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped-up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-930-9129. 800-930-9129. 
800-930-9129. That's 800-930-9129. Are you looking for a health plan? A plan that has dental, vision, hearing, prescription drug coverage, gym memberships, healthy meals allowance, and much more, and you have Medicare or both Medicare and Medicaid? Then call Family Focus Insurance Solutions at 813-533-3000. For over 15 years, our licensed staff has been able to find real solutions for your insurance needs. Call 813-533-3000 for your free annual checkup and your free analysis. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on local now, Channel 525. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome back, Bill Bunchley here, just with my eyes closed and um, just letting the the worship music just speak to my heart. I hope it speaks to your heart as well. To find this joy and peace, trust in the Lord, to be patient, what I can tell you in closing is you have to withdraw from all the busyness in your life to be able to hear from God. Because Satan has so cursed our country with blessings and pleasure. When I talk about blessings, material blessings. And you can spend your whole life with some sort of fake alternative to give you some kind of false peace in your life. But, you know, one day you're going to have to face the music. One day you're going to die. And then the judgment. Wouldn't it be much better if you've learned to practice what you believe every moment of your life? Trust and obey. Remember that? Remember that chorus? Trust and obey. But there's no better way to serve Jesus. So here is the promise that is based on patience that I want to leave you with. 
Jot down Psalm 37.5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him. Trust in him, I should say, and he will act. Commit your way to the Lord right now, right there in traffic, right there in the, in the kitchen, right there on the kids' soccer field. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And on your behalf, he will act. And I want you to hear my heart. I, I pray that someone or more than someone this afternoon this divine appointment, this is a little bit of sharing about trusting in a God who can be trusted when maybe your own family members let you down, maybe they abused you, maybe they did horrible things. And it's just a foreign concept to think about trusting anybody or anything, but you can trust the Lord, and he's there. I hope that some of what the Holy Spirit has spoken through me has has been a point of ministry. You know, the other day we got a letter from one of our listeners, and you may be listening. It was a listener that took the time to send me a letter. And sent me a letter about tithing. And I got to tell you, in my life, I've been through such deep financial things. You know, uh, tithing is between you and the Lord. There are certainly guidelines. And I know that I have, I have really struggled with times of our financial reversal where there was no money and all of that. So all I want to say is this, is that by just sharing the principles of tithing some time back, God spoke to this person's heart. This person, you know, oftentimes when you sign up for Social Security, you sign up and it's two or three months and then you get a lump sum back pay from the date that you signed. And that person dropped me a note and said, thank you for the teaching. And I reflect everything back to God, not me. But the Holy Spirit speaking through me spoke on tithing. And this person tithed all of what he received for Social Security, the back pay, and was so blessed, was so made free because he trusted God. And he's learning patience with God. But he was obedient to God. And through the Holy Spirit, he got that confirmation. But he sent a letter just thinking for that day, a day like today where I took some time out prompted by the Lord to talk about really getting a handle on this trust thing. So I pray that his experience would be your experience. Not because I want to require a letter from you. No, just it's in the Lord's ledger. And so I hope that uh, there's someone or someone's that uh, the Holy Spirit got a hold of your heart in the area of forgiveness, trusting, patience, because it will change your life, even veteran Christians who really get it. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. You're writing a Christian. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.